This is Judge Dredd. I am the law. Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Do you betray the law? Welcome back, everyone, to the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And this is our 68th episode of a read-along podcast where we read, react to, and review the original progs of 2080's Judge Dredd. PK, we're back. We're back. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Uh, Readers or listeners, uh, full transparency, we haven't recorded in like a little while because life has been busy and crazy and stuff. Yeah, just, you know, conflicts. Yeah, uh, scheduling conflicts, not a huge deal. But, in the interest of transparency, I'm going to come clean with you like we always do. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, that, and that is, we have, in, in complete transparency, already read the following two progs, the first two progs that we're about to look over, right? Yes. We, um, uh, we, we attempted, to, the last time we recorded, which was like four weeks ago, three weeks ago. Something like that. We attempted to record these progs, um, but we got a little inebriated. We, we took a quarter... Of an edible. I thought it was half an edible. It was a quarter of an edible. Oh. And and, uh, and we got a little too into it. Yeah. Uh, and we're and we are and recording. So we only got it. through two progs and we were and we were kind of reviewing like maybe this isn't our best material. <laughs> we were getting a little out there. Um, <clears throat> so we know the first two progs that are coming up. So this will not be as much of an honest reaction because we're but then it's been a couple weeks since we read it. That's you know? true. So it'll be like, I forgot most of it because I was pretty high uh, as was i but the third prog will be one we haven't seen so far which yeah is nice or rather you haven't that's right um but pk what do you remember about the last progs we read uh not the last technically but the last before the last um okay uh, oh yeah fink angel has kidnapped judge hershey and is holding her captive and he killed judge carter and as he well. killed judge carter the yes. pilot Correct. Of, of uh, Mega Justice City, One. Mega Justice One. There you go. It has been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. We've been here. Um, I want to remind for our listeners and and for you, PK, this is going to be a little bit weird of an episode. Normally, I list the progs that we're going over, and it's a little weird this time because this episode of the Punk, punk Cast, we'll be going over progs 195 through 196, which, as you might notice, is one prog shorter than our norm. And the reason behind this, PK, is that Prog 195 is actually the first Prog of 2080 to contain two Judge Dredd stories. That's right. Yes. I do um, remember this now. Uh, however, in order not to break up the pacing of our current story about the Fink, we will be reading the Progs as printed in the case files. So we will be reading the Fink Part 3 in Prog 195, continuing on to the Fink Part 4 in Prog 196, and then reading the last bubble issue that was originally in Prog 195. Right. Just so we don't break up the thing storyline. Yes. Uh, and thankfully for us, that just means reading the comic in the same order as we always do in, in the uh, compendium. And yeah. So, it, not going to be super confusing for us. But. We are doing Fink, Fink, Bubble? Exactly. Okay. So, um, you ready to get into this? Hell yeah. Let's fucking do this. So, we open up and we have got. Oh, I'm going to give our, our. I always forget our little thing. <clears throat> this prog, prog 195, the oh, Fink part the credit three, card. yes, was released January 17th, 1981, uh, script by T.B. Grover, Alan Wagner, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Alan, John Wagner, oh, yeah, Alan yeah. Grant, uh, art, artist is Mike McMahon, and letters by Tom Frame, PK, go for our narration here. In a hole beneath a mega, beneath a mega city demolition site, a strange half-human creature sits 
His name is The Fink. He is a killer. Keep going. Beside him hangs Judge Hershey, a powerful paralyzing poison. Wow. Good alliteration. Oh, Roger, what alliteration. <laughs> Courses through her. She cannot move, cannot speak, only think. And we see the Fink is indeed in that same kind of sewer system with Ratty the Rat on his shoulder, the little bowler cap on its head. Yep, the matching um, bowler hats. And uh, there he's like crouched over like a sewer access, like a uh, 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 causeway, water causeway. And Hershey is kind of got her arms bound behind her back. She's upside down hanging from the ceiling. Uh, Some ankles. nice shibari. Oh, I, I was hoping you wouldn't make it that joke, but I knew we wouldn't get past it. Uh, ankles and knees bound together, and she's like hanging upside down, and, yeah. and she was paralyzed by poison, right? Um, so all she can do is think and wonder, and she is thinking to herself now, so he's the fifth angel come to avenge the execution of his family. If he's going to kill me, why doesn't he do it? What is he waiting for? And we have this magnificent art. By the way, I agree. The shading and this, the skeletal zombified Fink. I I think that this might be like a centerfold like color page. Yeah. Uh, but I can't quite tell. But it does look a lot more detailed than than we're normally used to seeing. I think. And we get this kind of little kind of three panel work where we're kind of zooming in on the uh, the Fink's kind of lifeless, vacant, lifeless expression, hollow eyes. He looks like a, a zombie, like. You remember Walking Dead season one when they had like covered themselves in zombie guts? Yeah. And they were like walking past the zombies who were just kind of like laying there. Mm-hmm. And like he's like trying to get its attention and like swats at him. <laughs> it reminds me. It vaguely reminds me of like a zombie who's like minding their own business. It really does remind me of the ghouls from Fallout. It, yeah. We talked about this before. Smooth oh, skin. Uh, the, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I think you even made that quote. I uh, probably did. Go for the narration here as we're zooming in on his uh, the Fink's eyes. The Fink is waiting for night. For darkness to cloak his next murderous act. Meanwhile, he waits and remembers back to the times that used to be, and the times that would never come again. As his his gaze is kind of broken up by a smoking chimney stack from a, a little tiny cottage or, or shack out in the cursed earth. Keep going. It all began in a mean cursed earth shack, not far from Texas City. Remember, we get the 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 Fink's That's origin what we get story. Origin, right? so I went and lived in a hole for some reason. Yep. And now we have out. Uh, we're lo- looking outside of the thing, and we can see Texas City in the background. And we hear it's more. Yep, a nice brick cottage with a nice wood roof, yep. and like there's a, a, a boy porch. chained to the porch. There's a man chained Rope, to the porch. Rope to the porch, and a boy in a hole. Yep, there's a boy in a hole. Um, and we see pa, a younger Pa Angel yeah. with a baby that is biting on his index finger. Already, already pissed. Oh, already. That's Junior, of That's course. That's Junior. And his Pa says. Mom's a goner, I'm afraid, boys. But afore she went, she gave us a real vicious little tack. Look at him, biting clean, near clean through the bone. How? He got no teeth. That's a very good point, PK. If, if you're I think informed, it's fatherly exaggeration. I think so as well. We turn the page, and we have three... I love this fucking panel. Oh uh, my god, yes. <laughs> remember, what, what's, what's this panel, PK? That is Fink... Mean Machine and Link. Yep. Or just mean. mean. Yep. He's not Mean Machine yet. Yep. And they're standing around the gra- Ma's grave. Uh, which says on it, Ma, gone to hell. Ma Angel. Ma Angel, gone to hell. What a great fucking thing to have on a tombstone. They're, they're the Adams family. It's like everything that's bad is good to them. That is a very apt comparison, but in more of an evil, evil and not way creepy than, way. Not creepy way. Pa Angel has his hand on the tombstone, and he's talking down to the boys. 
Don't y'all worry, Ma. I'll bring you boys up right. I'll make them the most vicious, orneriest, baddest family the world's ever seen. Dang tootin' I will. Ma Angel would have been proud of the way Pa set about his task. And we see that Pa Angel now has, like, a, a painter's uh, it's, it's easel. It's easel, yeah. With a, a board, and he's got a, a, a teacher's, like, wand or stick. And he's teaching the boys. Mean is sitting on his haunches. Uh, we can see that uh, uh, Junior is now, like, a young child. Fink is in a hole, and Link is chained to a post. By his nose ring. Yeah. We remember that we found out that the Link he has, has a nose already, ring. Yeah. He has a nose He's ring. He's always had one. We couldn't tell beforehand, but he has a nose ring. But for some reason, he needs to be chained to a post. Makes him extra mean. Or just, you know... Just to punish him. Or just, you know, so he doesn't wander off. Yeah. <laughs> Get lost. And Pa is saying to the group... Being bad is easy, boys, but being super bad requires years of practice. Each of you gotta cultivate an individual style. That way your victims remembers you all the way to the grave. Link and Junior took to their training like skeeters to fresh blood. <laughs> and we have Link in the background who's like hammering something with a hammer. He's like a sledgehammer. And still chained by the nose <laughs> to a wooden post. Yeah. And fucking uh, a little bit like Junior Angel has a, a toddler has a fucking loaded pistol that he's firing. Uh, no shoes. I, uh, like a like a like a like a pillowcase for a shirt. And he, and he a bowler has hat. the same bowler hat he has as an adult. Yeah. Link in the background. I had Link's voice earlier. Let me loose, Pa. I feel the urge to kill a coming on. And uh, meanwhile, Junior has goo goo. Fink Angel. I'm gonna have you read the narration for this next one. Fink Angel, Pa's eldest, was already a st was already a stylist, a bone loan, a born loner. At the age of seven, he had already gone to live in a hole. <laughs> and that's why I had you read it. So we can see Fink, uh, human, no longer gaunt, or yeah. not gaunt and, uh, yet, uh, kind of a a lanky figure, longer hair, as neck deep in a hole, and he's calling out to his father, who's in the background, hands on his hips, super proud. I ain't coming out, Pa! Don't y'all try and make me, or I'll have to kill you! That's my boy. He's super proud he went to live in a hole, right? Like, that's my boy who went to live in a hole. That's At the age right of there. seven. At the age of seven, never came back, living in a hole. The only fly, fly in Pa's ointment was young, mean angel. And we see Mean Machine... Mean, not yet a machine, just a regular right. young boy. He's like, you know, like, um, he looks similar to his future self. Yep. Less cybernetic, of course. He's got the, the, the long, rounded nose. He's got a, a, a head of hair. He's got now. a head of hair, which he doesn't have in the future, because he has the, the chrome thing. Yep, the chrome dome. And he's holding up some dandelions he's, yeah. and sniffing them. But, uh... Pause in the background, thinking to himself as he points at the style scowling, equals... Scowling. Scowling at him as he points at style equals fear on the board. Yeah. Something's gonna have to be done about that there boy. And not so long afterwards, the Angel Gang made their first raid on Texas City. PK, describe what's going on in this panel. Uh, there's a bunch of dead people. There's bunch a bunch of dead future doctors. You can tell by the future doctor spacesuits. Or, or, uh, um, yeah, I, I'll say that. And they are in, uh... It is the pa. C. Oh yeah. Okay. We see uh, Link. Yep. Uh, Junior. Uh, uh, Fink. No, Fink and Pa. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's. I think it's. Yeah. It's Fink because he's got his Morning Star. Yep. And Pa. 
And they are coming into, what's the thing say on the door? See fast bender, biometric surgery. Yep. So they're coming into a doctor's office in Raid in Texas City. Yeah. And we hear someone calling out from the next room. Um, next! Reckon that there's us, boys. These kind folks seem to just have died on us. Just when we was getting acquainted, too. And sure enough, they come into the room and they've got their other weapons drawn. Yeah. Pa has the gun on the doctor. You're a-coming with us, Doc. Uh, oh, whatever you say. And now we cut b that night uh, back outside the shack. Fink is poking out of his hole. Junior is sitting next to Link. Uh, and Junior has the line. What the doc do? What's what that doc doing, Link? <laughs> and we hear clank, bong, clank. As Link says to, uh, to Junior, he's turning mean into a real angel. And so, Mean Machine was born. And sure enough, there is the Mean Machine as we know him with his cybernetic arm, his kitchen dial on his fucking forehead. His egg timer, yeah. Yeah, his egg timer. And uh, the, the doctor is saying to Pa Angel, The dial on his forehead has four settings. The higher it goes, the meaner he gets. Y'all done good, Doc. Come on, boy. Try it out. And sure enough, what happens, BK? Uh, mean Machine hops up off the, the post-operation bed. Yep. And picks up the doctor and headbutts him in the heart so hard he dies. Yep. He just does his signature move of headbutting somebody to death. And, it's weird uh, that he has a dial on his head. That's the way he attacks with. It seems like a, a built-in kind of flaw, right? Yeah. Like, you would think that might get affected more or turned around more, but nope, not happening. And he goes outside and fucking hits the post, like yep. the, the porch One post. of the four posts holding up the porch roof. Yep. And uh, breaks that. And I think that... Um, I think that's Paw. Paw says from time, Yeehaw! I got me a real family now. But the family was not to remain intact for long. Fink was becoming more of a loner every day. As we see Fink kind of like looking at uh, Mean Machine, Link, who <laughs> are like target practicing in the back. As Junior is it's just stabbing a dead body, you can see his foot. Oh yeah, he's just stabbing somebody. Or it could be a, it could be or, a live body. Or about stabbing to be. something. Yeah. And Fink is thinking to himself, the others is bad enough. They ain't too smart. Sooner or later, they'll all end up in jail. And that ain't for the Fink, no sir. It was Junior who brought the news next morning. As Junior, little Junior Angel, opens up the door, he's now like, uh, I would say like. Ten years old Ten, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, preteen. He throws open the door and yells to Pa. Pa, Pa, Fink's gone! They go outside, and next to the well, there is uh, a pile of rocks, And as Junior continues. And he's taking his hole with him. <laughs> I love that line. I do like that line. It's just like, he took the hole. Not that he filled it up. No, not he, yeah, he took the hole. He took the hole. We turn the page, and so Fink Angel began his career as a cursed earth desperado. It was here that his natural slyness and encyclopedic knowledge of poisons stood him in good stead. As we see him uh, crouched next to a water hole, pure drinking water, and pouring a vial of his poison into it, saying, I'll use my general, my general purpose poison. <laughs> general purpose poison. General purpose poison. Unwary travelers made easy victims as we see a couple of uh, maybe... Cursed Earth prospectors or travelers with their, uh, like, dune buggy or some kind of yeah. vehicle. And as Fink pops out of a hole. Like a fucking Bugs, like fucking Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. He's like, howdy! Tipping his hat as those guys are, like, falling over dead. Um, with each, with each sight, when each sight, 
became cluttered with the debris of his victims, Fink would move on. And PK, he is now his He is now the Fink we know. The, the, the gaunt, zombified, noseless, lipless. Mummified, horrible figure. As there is like a watering hole with a bunch of empty vehicles around it. Yeah. And as the years passed and the radiation took its toll, he became something less than he- human. Less than animal. A warped creature in a warped land. A downright fink. As now we have the, the same zoom kind in, of... Uh, that we got at the beginning of the flashback. Yep, the same kind of haunted gaze looking back at us. Uh, you go for the narration here, PK. It was, it was while excavating a new hole that Fink met the cursed Earth Rat, who was to become his lifelong friend. And we see he's like going headfirst into a hole and there's a giant rat right there yeah. as he says to it. Either, I'm, either you're going to bite me... Or I'm gonna bite you. Which is gonna be, rat? To which, Ratty, who we know his name. Yep. L- licks his elongated tongue out and just licks his where his lips should be. <laughs> he like gives him a little kiss, a little like, nuff, slurp. Like, and 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 Fink responds, I think he likes me. And you were wondering where he gets the hat, where Ratty gets his little hat from, but we never find out. No. Because next panel well, he, he just already, has it. He already has the hat. Go for the narration though. For many years, Fink heard nothing of his family. Nor did he care. Then one day, a tattered newspaper blew across his hole. Remember when I predicted that would happen? <laughs> I was like, I bet here's how he found out. And you, it was like a joke because it's such a fucking stereotype of like, that's how people... That's how you find out in a fucking Looney Tune, yeah. Yeah, that's how you find out in a Looney Tune. That's how people who are... That's how you, like, in an episode of Rugrats, like, my stock's fallen! It's, it's literally how a person gets the news... In the, when they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right? We the, talked about this. That was your you look up first and giant billboard. Angel family killed. <laughs> but it's like, that was your first guess and you were 100% spot on. And literally a newspaper is hitting Fink in the face as there's like a, a skull in the close foreground. Yeah. As he says, he looks at the, the newspaper. What's this, Randy? And PK, if you want to read this newspaper, go for it. Jenner returns from Judge Child Mission. Angel gang executed. Judge Dredd, Hershey, and Larder are back on the street. Are back on street duty after the controversial end, the end of their search for the Judge Child. And uh, we have a picture of Dredd, Hershey, and Larder, as Fink is saying, "Pa, the boys, they're dead. Them thou judges killed them." Fink had no love for his family. He did not know the meaning of the word. That's that's a good line. I mean. I don't think that Pie Angel taught him about love. No, he only taught him about horrible little things. Yep. But he understood duty, and it was his duty to seek revenge, as now he is walking outside, like walking towards Mega, Mega City, City One, One, which we see has a dome over has it. Has the fucking dome over it. Put a fucking pin in that. We're going to be circling back to that shit. But Fink is looking on Ratty on his shoulder as he looks in the city and says, No one kills angels and gets away with it, Ratty. Reckon we'll mosey over to Mega City One. And now the Fink was in Mega City One, and already Judge Larder was dead. As we see him coming out from the sewer grate. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fucking Ninja Turtle up. style. Oh, hell yeah. Much more evil, though. Oh, yeah, As much he, more. He comes up much more sinister. Yeah. And he's saying. And Judge. Oh, wait, he's saying. Yeah. Reckon it's dark enough, Ratty. And Judge Hershey would be next as he carries her across the moonlight going through the alleys. I got something real special planned for you, woman. Something real special. Next prog. 
The Body Factory. Oh, that's right. Yes. The one most my, cyberpunk issue. Our my my fucking, we're going to get into that. So let's talk about this one, though. The Fink Part 3, Prog 195. So, settings and places. We see the home that the Angel family grew up in, a meager little shack outside of Texas City in the Cursed Earth. Yep. Which fits what we know about them, that they were around Texas City when they, Judge Drake first met They raged on Texas City, we know that. Yep. Characters. We can see the younger versions of all the Angel gang, including... Pa, Elmer Angel, looking rather spry and doing his best yeah. single father to turn his children into monsters. Like, <laughs> I, was not expe- I was not expecting that. You were like nodding away with, yeah, yeah. Best single father. Like, Wait a minute. Yeah, no, he's not. Oh, oh, yeah, he said monster. He is literally turning. And, and I think it confirms my our, my suspicion that like Pa Angel is the worst of the group. And, and he he, he's the, he, he made, made them. these horrible things. He really did. Um, they could have been. Maybe better people, if but it's very much a nurture thing in this yeah. case, right? Um, the, Tabula Rasa, blank slate. Oh, damn! Very nice, very nice. Uh, the newly born junior angel who plays the who plays with real loaded guns as a toddler. We have Link Angel who needs to be chained by his nose to a pole for some reason. I like to think it's maybe just to keep him wandering off. That's kind of funny. Well, I know that they used to do this to bulls. They would put a nose ring in them so they could easily guide them. Yeah, because they wouldn't pull against it. it Yeah, because that hurts like hell. Yeah. Um, We have Fink Angel, a natural loner who at age seven went to live in a hole. I love that factoid. Um, We have Mean Angel before he came Mean Machine. That's right. Who was, ironically, a nice kid. Yeah. That is the, the, one of the biggest offenses, I would say. Yeah, they turned this... Of Elmer Angel. is It's her. almost a lobotomy. It kind of is. It kind of really fucking is. Um, we also have C. Fastbinder, a biometric surgeon forced by the Angel Gang into turning Mean Machine into a cyborg. And then slow in, and then killed right after. And we have Judge Hershey, who is still being held hostage by the Fink. Yep. Um, but items technology of, of note in this issue, the Fink has, we now know, has a general purpose Pison. Yeah. Which is... Kind of be, to be expected. We've yeah, seen. just probably like, you know, poison poisons you. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it's not paralyzing. It's not, what was that? The super high-powered pison? Oh, uh, po- the potent pison or whatever it is? Pison. Oh, God. Uh, we also know it's the first first shown back in prog number four. The Brotherhood of Darkness. The Great Dome over Mega City 1 is still visible. Holy cow, I thought this had been retconned. Me too. Like, I thought it had been gone. We'd never talk about it. We never... Whenever we see Mega City 1, it's up close. Or just from, like, the concrete curtain. Like, that edge. Yeah. We never really see the dome over it. And it's still fucking there. It I, could be an art error. I, I don't... But it could be... Just they have a dome. I, I really think, like... But we've seen them fly out of Mega... They might have... Might have Ducks or holes? I mean, we've talked about um, when they were on the moon, there was like o- but, like portals they could open up. Yeah. But I really am curious if we're ever going to see have the dome fall. Weather. That means the dome must have its own atmosphere. I'm guessing as much to keep radiation and everything out, right? Yeah. I really, I really think that the dome is canon, and I'm really curious if we're ever going to see it fall. Maybe. Maybe that's going to be a thing eventually. Um, they don't talk about it. It's it's no. only ever shown, and they don't talk about it. That's yeah, they never talk about the dome. Yeah, they'll talk about the, uh, the concrete curtain. We'll see lots of that. The yeah. Gun, the gun emplacements on it. But the dome has just never been mentioned. Unless you count, like, them referring to, like, atmosphere control as that. Right. But we also, if you recall correctly, 
like, I mean, it was back when everything was solved with the weather, you know? But there is, like, a station up there in atmosphere yeah. that controls the weather. Right? Yeah. At least one. The atmosphere satellite or whatever. Yeah. There's, there's like, atmosphere control or something yeah. up there. And there might be more than one. Because they had to make it rain on a, on a protest. Oh, God. They've done that. They used lightning to defeat the, the heavy metal kids. They made it uh, cloudy to stop the solar sniper. Yeah, that's, like, the three that they did pretty early on, honestly. Uh, oh, and also... Uh, Dredd used it to summon the snow to recapture oh, Judge Whitey. That's Remember right. That? I know yep. that. And no, no, Judge Whitey, Whitey used it, it to get, to Whitey get out. It to get out, you're right. So, I want to see... He kidnapped that guy and made him do it. I want to see... I don't think he kidnapped him. I think it was a guy who was in there, like, hacked it or something like okay. that. Okay. But at the same time, I just want to see them talk about it and, like, maybe the dome falls at one point. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe. Because... Um, I know there's something like they they talk about nukes at one point. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I, they're hit by missiles. Don't you dare! Don't you read ahead on me, you bastard! You reading ahead? No, I'm not reading ahead. I just right. know this that they have a nuclear war with Mega City Two or the Sov cities. Probably Sov cities, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, last, uh, not last thing, but terrible slang made up words. Judge Dread one-liners. The line I really like that we hit on is "Pa, thanks God, he's taking his hole with him." Pa, thanks God, he's taking his hole with him. I just love that. Like that's a kiss a kid kind of like yeah. logic, right? <laughs> um, world that's, building. That reminds me of uh, uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, the Johnny Depp version, where it's like he goes back to this house. Like his dad says, "Who is uh, you know, it's Count Dooku." I've never watched this movie. Oh, it's uh, you know, it's 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 Dracula, Count Dooku, uh, from the Hammer movies. Uh, oh, Jesus, Count Dooku, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Okay. Yeah, he's 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 you know trained up dad in that movie, and he's like the dad of Willy Wonka. Yeah. All he's right. A dentist. And uh, there's at one point he says, "If you leave, when you come back, I will not be here." So Giant Depp leaves and comes back the entire... Like, they were in row houses. Yeah. His house is just missing. Jesus, the whole house is yeah. gone. I love that. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, world building. I cannot get over Ma Angel's tombstone saying, Gone to hell. Gone to hell. I like, want that on my tombstone. Like, damn, guys. That must have been one cast iron bitch, right? She must have been some mean she bitch. She some... Yeah. I'm willing to bet. To, I mean, to, to attract Pa Angel... Pa Angel made her evil, too. Or she was just Or she evil. was just, yeah. I mean, possibly. I'm going to give her the agency she deserves. She was evil. She yeah. chose to be. You know what? She's her own evil she bitch. Deserved, she is her own evil. Um, quick question here also. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I just want to feel this little inquiry for you guys in 2080 real quick. Um, why the fuck does Link need to be chained to a pole from his nose? What is happening? I what are we missing here? I have a theory. Okay. I'm going to put Devil's Advocate for a minute. Go for it. Imagine having a nose ring with a yeah. heavy chain pulling on it all the time. Mm -hmm. Would that make you mad? Yeah. Fair, fair <laughs> I guess. Just like a, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a middling amount of pain all the time. Uh, it's just be awful. It'd just be awful. It's more, it's... And that's how Link is a, is a dink. A dink? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I'm just... Moving on. <laughs> we now know that Fink indeed was fully human, but after being exposed to the radiation, mm. the cursed Earth has devolved effectively. Which, why didn't the other angels devolve like that? Is uh, it because they're closer to Texas City where there's less radiation? We talked about this. I think it's like there are more radiated, irradiated parts. It, it, yeah. Like he went out into the wastes of the cursed yeah, Earth. Yeah, they're like, a, they're like on the there. outskirts of a mega city where it's maybe less, not as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the further out in the cursed Earth you get. We talked about like the maybe more the, muties. The closer you live to like maybe like ground zero where bombs hit, perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. So, 
You never like, know. Like uh, Fallout 3 rules. You like, go to the White House that has, like, it's just like the radiation's off the charts. I didn't know you went near the White House. Oh, yeah, you're in game. Washington, D.C. in Fallout 3. I did not know that's never played Fallout 3. Only oh, Fallout man. 4. I know there's, like, Megaton is the place Megaton, I know, yeah. That kind of place. Um, also, I brought this up. We see a newspaper page detailing Dredd's controversial search for the judge child. I find it interesting that the general populace knows about the judge child. Yeah. And no joke, PK. Again, you literally guessed that Fink discovered his family's death via picking up a stray newspaper. Well fucking done. I just think of, like, Bugs Bunny sitting there and, like, a newspaper comes and slaps him in the face. And it's like, auditions today! Oh, Jesus. But it, I, I find it interesting. Does Do you think the general populace knows about the prophecy of the judge child? Maybe. Mega City One, the 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 population there is so dumb. But do you, like, if you if 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 you found out, PK, that like, I don't know, a a, a national like a, 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 a Navy SEAL SWAT team went into space to save the Earth, and then came back having decided not <laughs> to, would you be a little? Might be like some upset people in the streets. Me? Yes, I'd be mad. A Mega City One citizen. They're too dumb wanting to boing. Oh, all right? God, they fucking boing. You bring that up. You bring that up, <laughs> bring that up like it's such a, like a not blase thing, but it really is. God damn it. There's always another fad. There's always something else going on. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe we would move on to the next, you know, controversy within a week, right? Yeah, that does sound like us, honestly. It really does. We have such outrage fatigue. Yeah. I'm just tired of being, I'm, whatever, man. I'm just tired of being tired. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. Uh, death count for this issue. My Angel dies in childbirth with Junior Angel, which we already knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, C. Fastbinder is killed by Mean Machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gang kills a bunch of people in the waiting room just to get ahead in line. Fink Angel poisons a lot of people out in the Cursed Earth. How you many we don't piles know. Piles of dead bodies, piles of empty vehicles. Yeah, so we don't know how many, but over a course of many years, I assume he, I assume he kills <sighs> um, a lot of people. Dozens. He's oh. a... He's a mass murderer. He's a serial killer. Like, literally a serial killer. Is there anything else about this prog you want to talk about? What do you think he makes his pisons out of? Oh, I mean, you got irradiated waste out in the, I mean, the the Because most earth. poisons are made from, like, you know, herb and, and plants. I don't think there's that much of that in the in the cursed earth. I'm willing to bet you got, like... A, but, like, he probably has, like, irradiated water and stuff like that. Think about, like, all the, the poisonous creatures that live out there. That's you true. Venom, like that, the you know? Venom, yeah. The like, spiders, the, the rats. headed snakes. Oh, Jesus. The, the the Black Plague. The Black Plague spiders. The the Garbage Belt rats. Oh, the... Their bites are deadly. Devil's or, Lap Dogs. Devil's Lap Dogs. Yep, I remember that. Which we talked about whether or not Ratty is one of them. We don't know if he can fly or not. I don't think we'll ever learn. <laughs> is there anything else you want to talk about for this issue, PK? No, I just want to talk about what, he, uh, what the ingredients of poisons were. That's a very that's a very fair question. I don't know if we're ever going to get an answer. But I assume, you know, we talked about him probably being like a high-level ranger slash rogue yeah, slash Yeah, which means barbarian. he has to know the ingredients, which means he has to have tested them. Maybe on himself. Maybe that's why he's so fucked up. Well, they say radiation, right? So, yeah. But at the same time, he has good knowledge of it. They definitely specify that. Okay. Okay, so let's move on to Prague 196, The Fink Part 4, The Body Factory. That's right. This Prague was released January 24th, 1981. Script by T.B. Grover, John Wagner, and Alan Grant. Uh, artist Mike McMahon and letters by Tom Frame PK. You remember this fucking Prague. I do. This, this was is... the, the most graphic most horror prog even like more so than uh what was it 
Necromunda, or no, that's Warhammer. Yeah. Necro, what's the Necro, the Necromancer planet? Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, the planet of the Necromancer. Murder the Necromancer's Mur planet. Yeah. I can't, Necros. There we Necros. go. Necros. It's scarier than that. It's, and that has a spider with a hole on its butt. A spider with a hole on its butt? Oh, no, the toad has a hole on its head. What? It has a hole in its head. It just yeah, has a the, wart. Remember the wart? The is wart where the, the spice came out of. Oh, it's just a wart. A sacred wart on its hindquarters, I guess. It was oh a my toad god. With a hole with a wart on the horns, but fair, fair enough. The toad had a butthole. Let's go for the narration of this fucking prog up uh, up here. Go for it. On Mega City One's one of Mega City One's newest buildings is the huge complex known as Resic. Recyc. Recyc. I did that exact mistake last time. Exactly. R E S Y K, and it's and it is a giant building that looks like a coffin, coffin of yeah. course, because nothing can be subtle in this fucking city. <laughs> and it says, "What's the leading cause of death in Mega City One?" Ironic, uh, dramatic death, irony, <laughs> or, uh, dramatic irony, or just poetic justice. Yeah. And it shows Mega City One body recycling plant. And it is a colossal facility. It's huge, yeah. Go for the uh, narration again. Uh, here, the 11 million citizens who die each year find a last resting place. Sort of. And we have some people... We have, like, a couple of coffins. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're remembering this, right? I just remember the coffins were literally on conveyor belts. They were literally on conveyor belts. And there are, like, people, like, family members, like, weeping and walking away from them. Uh, goodbye, Aubrey, says an old man. Goodbye, Isabel. Wait in heaven for me. Uh, and it's like a fucking a bottle recycling thing. It's literally it's like, like that. okay, bye. <laughs> okay, have a good and one. They, they, they smash the and they go through curtains. They're on like a uh, uh, conveyor belts that go. The coffins go through curtains. Go for the narration of the next one. Once the plush Syntha Velve curtains, uh, once through the plush plush Syntha Velve curtains. That's a that's a word. Mechanical hands remove the corpses and place them on a conveyor belt. And we have what's happening, PK? Uh, there's a naked body getting pulled out of a nice coffin. Yep. And placed on a different and it's already on a conveyor belt. It's a it's, naked dead body too. Yeah. And it's being pulled out by like all these mechanical arms like that come out. Like a claw machine. It's literally that or or like an assembly machine. Yeah. Which is fucking assembly line. Bum, 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 bum. Oh my god. What is that? Uh, it's like, I, it, I, is that a... It's, that? Every time you... It's the music that... You, every time that there is a, a, Rube a Goldberg, Rube Goldberg machine, yeah. it's the same fucking thing. Ba, 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 ba. It, oh, I swear to God. I don't know the name of the track. But Neither yeah. do I, but you know it. You know it, listeners. Keep going for narration. Bottom, bottom left over here. They are, gen they are then joined by others from smaller recyc terminals down all over the city as they flow smoothly to the recycling plant. Keep going. Over a thousand corpses per hour are dissected and broken down into 107 useful consti constituents. Hey. In the post-nuclear world, nothing can be wasted, and the valuable chemicals contained in the human body are vital to the city's hungry industries. Keep going. The recyc workers have a proud, we use everything but the soul. They have a proud, I think it's like, uh, it's B-O, but it's in the crease, I can't quite tell. Yeah. But it's their, their motto, I guess. Is yeah, they're... We use everything but the soul. And what do we see, PK? Describe in detail. This is one of my favorite uh, panels. We see a bunch of guys in, the, in an office just looking at various monitors. I think we described them literally as, like, the guys working in the uh, Death Star yeah, laser. With, yeah. They have, like, the weird helmets, the future helmets, right? Yeah, and but behind them is the biggest, widest conveyor belt of, of, of the Brave Little Toaster. Oh, yeah. But instead of, like, machines on it, it's just a pile of dead bodies. 
And uh, it is just so many dead bodies. It's like a river going towards, going away from the camera. It is so many dead bodies. And there's a guy, keep, uh, keep, keep them the stiffs, stiffs moving. Keep them stiffs moving, yeah. And this is a fucking children's comic, PK. Yeah, dude. This is fucked up. This is super fucked up. This is a giant conveyor belt. Welcome to Cyberpunk. Like, we are... This is Cyberpunk. We have arrived. It took us 196 progs. But we're yeah, here. But, but, yeah, yeah, we're talking about recycling bodies. You don't get that in dis, in Utopias. No. That's, that's fucking dystopic. Yeah. And I know we're going to walk it Eat back. Eat recycled food. It's good for the environment and, and okay, okay for, for you. you. And you made that joke last time, and I made the same thing. I'll say the same exact thing. There was no way we were getting through this prog without you saying it. No. Nope. Those exact words. I've been saying that since I was like 13. Also been saying it since we started this podcast. Yeah. We turn the page, and we have a little, like, uh, uh, surveillance screen. And we can see the Fink is carrying Judge Hershey, just like the same pose we saw from the last panel. Right the last over comic. his shoulder, like a sack of potatoes. Yep. Uh... And we have someone, uh, I think it's on Judge Dredd's Lawmaster bike that he's seeing this. And I'll have you read for the, uh, the radio is saying it. Wait, what? I think it's, it's the screen on Judge Dredd's Lawmaster. Oh, like okay. It's, it's being displayed to him. Go for it. Wait, what? Oh, that's right. These pages are, remember how this messed us up last oh, time? yes. You have an additional page that I don't have. That's right. I'm missing a fucking page. Well, okay, my so comic. my page... Yes. Your, your next page is my page right here. Yeah, this is this is where we need to go right here. Okay, so, so I need to go here. Yes. Okay, so yeah. Let's let's read it together. That's right. I, I have an additional this. page. I have a, a page missing from this comic. That's right. Go for it. You, describe what's going so, on. Uh, we have um, Fink Angel mm -hmm. bursting into the recyc uh, office, mm -hmm. and there's a there's a there's some guy, mm -hmm. some night night guardsman because it's nighttime. Of course. Um, and he's, he's kind of trying to look at him, and the narration says. Tonight, some of the recycle workers themselves will be joining the corpses on the conveyor belt. For the Fink is in town. He has come to kill. <laughs> As he comes in the room. Yep. And then the guard says, hey, you can't come in here. And sure enough, Doc as like the little caltrops. He gets him with the caltrops, right? I think he hits him with his, his, his hatchet. Oh, he gets like a hatchet on him? Yeah. Fucking nice. And the guy, oh. And what, what happens next? Uh, then he's like going into the with the cow traps in the sling. Mm -hmm. He says, "Just two of them ready. My quick killing pison." <laughs> he's got quick killing pison. Yeah, now. I'm gonna write that down. Keep going. As he throws the cow traps and two and hits two guys, burn the cheek with the cow traps. And they go, "What? Huh?" Killing, <coughs> quick killing pison. Quick killing pison. Uh, and then he's dropping the bodies onto the conveyor belt, or maybe Which, it's a, a river of some kind. Yeah, it, it looks like a conveyor belt. It could be, I don't know. I don't know if it's a river or a conveyor belt. I think it's a conveyor belt. I think but you're what, right. But what a good way to get rid of evidence. Yeah, <laughs> drop the guys into the fucking conveyor belt, yeah. and he's saying as he does so. Dead as Finn's posts. Reckon we'll need to find, they're going to feed them to their own machines. Keep going. Y'all are next, woman. Only difference is you're going in alive. Which is horrifying. Dude, imagine being on that fucking conveyor belt, surrounded by dead bodies. Going I, into a recycle yeah. facility. Ugh. Uh, so then we have some narration. Yeah. Cursed Earth Desperado Fink Angel had come to avenge the execution of his family. Already, Judge Larder is dead. Now Dread searches for the urgency for Judge Hershey. And I think that it's uh, Dread and another judge are there, right? Yeah, Dread's Dredd, uh, on the lawmaster. This guy's coming out of the sewer. Go for, uh, go for the other judge. Whole sewer system checked. No sign of Hershey. 
And then Dredd has a line I've got to read here. Yep. And he's saying, The Fink must have chosen some other way of disposing of her. And then we have control to dread to dread priority one. And here's the wait. What's the best way to dispose of a dead body in the city? Hmm. Could it be the coffin building? <laughs> Just the ju- looks at the giant. No, it can't be that giant coffin building. <laughs> a newspaper comes to him in the face. Oh, new recycle building opening. Ah! Oh! That's how we learn about things. In That's this how. World. We- um, the, 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 the broadcast comes over his screen now on his bike, yeah. and now we're caught up to my page. I forgot it. That was missing a yeah. page in this. Dude, that drove us for a loop last time. Remember how confused we were? Because we were high on top of it. That we was were fucking, pretty fucking high. That was throwing us off. We were like, does that page, that page? What the fuck? And so this... The, but this time we got it just like that. Now we got it pretty quickly. Um, we knew it was coming. So yeah. now we see the Fink on his bike, uh, the image of the Fink carrying Hershey into the recycle facility. Yeah. Surveillance cameras report a break in it. Recycle. Feeding picture to your bike screen. Drock, it's him! Recycle isn't far, let's move! And so Dredd and this other judge ride off on their lawmasters, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, though, we go back to the recycle facility. A strong paralyzing, paralyzing poison <laughs> coursed through Hershey. I almost said paralyzing poison. You, you got it. You got it. Coursed okay. through Judge Hershey's body. As he sets her down on the moving conveyor belt, the oddly large Oddly gently. Yeah, oddly. Well, he doesn't want to kill her. Yeah, that's right. He wants her to suffer. Yeah. He's a creep. And uh, he's saying to her as he does so. There you go, Judge Wyman. What's that, Ratty? Tell her, she's go- tell her what's going to happen to her? Dang tootin' I will! And this is where it gets real creepy. He's talking to her as she, uh, her poor... As she's like walking, he's like a walk... He's walking alongside the conveyor belt. Yep. Which I'm positive is a conveyor belt now because there's no. Yeah. There's she's no. Lying she's on not it. sinking into anything. Yeah. Go, keep going. Go for his lines. First, that thou machine pulls out all your teeth and pop, plucks out your eyes. Then slicers slice right through. Then slicers right. <laughs> slicers slice you right open and suckers suck out all your innards. Slicers slice, suckers suck. Yep, of course. And if that ain't enough. The flesh that's left gets dissolved in a chemical sludge, and crushers grind down your bones, fine as cursed sand. Real nasty, ain't it? That is pretty fucking horrifying. And as Hershey continues face down on the uh, towards on, on the conveyor belt towards the end of the line, uh, Fink says to her, "It's like shaking his fist." Yeah. There you go. That'll go. That'll learn you to go a killing angels. And Hershey thinks to herself. The only thing we did wrong was kill one too few. I just got this. Is, this is the perfect record scratch. This is me. Oh, that's I'm not. Judge Hershey. This is not a good record scratch. This is. Horrifying. I bet you're wondering how I got here. No, I don't want to know. <laughs> but we see uh, coming in through a staff-only entrance is Judge Dredd and this other judge on their lawmasters. Stop in the name of the law! As uh, they're coming in up behind Fink Angel, and Fink says, "More judges." I'll get him, Ratty boy! As he, I like how he takes the time to explain the plan to yeah, his rat. Yeah, he's got to tell That's rat. a partnership. That's, they're, they're in it together, really, yeah, they're, right? Yeah, it's not a master and owner, not a pet and owner. They're, they're 50, partners. 50. They're friends. Yeah, and he takes and he takes his sling and he fucking whips one of those poison caltrops towards Judge the judges. Judge Fodder. And we see Judge Fodder. Well That's done. That's right. Now, put a pin in that because we're going to come back to that. We talked about Judge Fodder. Yes, we do. And, and we, Judge Fodder takes that. He catches that caltrop right in the neck. neck. <laughs> He's like, I'll save you, Judge Dredd. Fuck! It's like, just takes it right in the neck, you know? Like, the only part of this body where it'd be safe. Nope, catches it in the neck. Um, and Dredd just continues on, riding up, uh... Up. Riding the conveyor belt to go save Hershey. Yep. 
those pellets are poison. Gotta dodge them and reach the controls. He's as, going up towards the control room, right? As he ducks right? a cow trap. And what's happening to Judge Hershey, PK? The mechanical arms, uh, the tinier ones, uh, with the one that's shaped like a dome, like perfect for eyeball slicing. Yep. Or was it eyeball sucking? Yeah. Is a, is just inching closer to her face as she's lying there, face down, paralyzed. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the little hands are like turning her over yeah. and lifting up her chin and it's, shit. It's the fucking Star Wars thing. They never asked me any questions. It reminds me of like the Matrix and like the little like squiddy. Yeah, shit. that's like, right. We like wakes up and the thing like looks at him. Oh, dude, it's fucking it's body horror. Like it's it's straight up just shy of body horror. Yeah, like it's, it's such implied, implied. This is gonna suck. This is gonna be horrifying. And we see Judge Dredd's hand hit the emergency stop button right as these little things, like the little suction cups, are coming over oh, Hershey's yeah. eyes. And these little hands are going into her mouth to hook and they're under pulling her teeth. On her teeth. Like, oh fuck that! Like a second right? longer, she would she'd be losing her two front teeth. The machinery grinds Top to a bottom. sudden halt. Like, fuck everything about this. This is a children's comic, dude. Ugh. And dread. However, is like shooting down towards Fink Angel with his law uh, lawgiver pistol. This is Judge Dredd. You're under arrest, Fink Angel. As Fink lets out. Ah! As he's shot. Yep, and he, Fink Angel goes running down the conveyor belt towards where Hershey went. Right. He's running for cover. And now we see, what is he in, PK? He is in... Uh, viscera. Yeah. Just, there's piles of bones, because the bones have not yet been dissolved. Yep. As we know, it's through the, the process. The flesh has the been flesh melted. The flesh has been... Melted, melted and organs into sludge. Yeah, and he's in biomass. He is lit. Thank you. That is the word. That is the word. It's like the fucking Zerg or the Tyranid shit that they the, break people down into. Yeah, the horrifying. The fucking shit from uh, Mass Effect Two. Yeah, yeah. And they turn I'll the people into white sludge. Oh god, that's fucked up. <sighs> and he uh. We can see he's lost. Fink has lost his hat, and he's he's having like a little one-on-one with Ratty. Right? Yeah. Go for it. Y'all heard him, Ratty? That there's Dread, the third judge that done killed Pond the boys. Split up. Let's get him. So they're having a little powwow, real quick. A little yeah, a little, a little uh, huddle up, a little huddle <laughs> up. And Dread now is coming into this dripping wet, meaty. Whole Dude, imagine if this was full down. color. It would be just gross pink. Oh, right? it'd be so disgusting. It'd be a gross pale pink. It'd be so... You know what it would look like in color. It's yeah. horrifying. Like that paste from Fallout 4? There's just so many places you can go to like just biomass. Yeah. Right? Um, it's the, the, what's the stuff? In the oh, It has a name. The Creep in StarCraft with the Zerg? The Creep from StarCraft with the Zerg. You could go for the inside of the giant worm in, in fucking Gears of War 4. Oh, yeah. I fucking love that level. Inside Jabu Jabu from uh, Ocarina of Time. You never made it that far? You have to have a <laughs> lot of sticks to get there. Uh, don't you fucking don't you fucking get me up that shit. Dread is going in there, Lawmaster drawn, uh, clearly like crouched down, very like uh, hesitant as he goes in. Drock, leaking decomposing fluid. Gonna make a mess of the uniform. Give yourself up, Fink. Can't you can't escape the law. To which little ratty comes yeah. out from off the side. From like one of the weird holes the arms yep. go back into, retract F- into. Fink's rat! Uh one bite from a cursed earth rat is fatal. So Dread grabs the rat and is fucking drowning it in the goddamn Yeah, sludge. just grabs him by the neck and just 
fucking <laughs> holding it underwater, like right? Like Joel in uh, Last of Us. Uh, wow, we are making all our references today. We really and Dr- are. Dred's thinking to himself, eat sludge rat. I love that he's thinking that. Is that a line? Uh, is absolutely the line. Well done. But meanwhile, coming up behind him, Morningstar, Morningstar drawn. Pink angel sneaking up behind, and he he weirdly like stabs him with. He it. holds it reverse hand. We know this. He yeah. holds it underhand. Style. That's right. We have. He uses like a dagger. Yeah. Instead of like hitting it overhand, he he stabs with it, which is weird. What a weird thing to do, but but he hits Judge Dredd square in the back. As Dredd is going down, Rat still in hand. Uh, Fink says from behind him, "My best paralyzing poison, law man. You'll be stiff as a board in two shakes." Then you'll kin join the woman judge. Then y'all kin join the woman judge. With one last effort, Dredd swings his leaden arm, and he brings up Ratty out of the goop towards Fink's throat. Fangs first. Fangs first. And and Ratty bites right into the fucking, like, jugular yeah. of Fink. Ugh. With a... And Fink lets out a... Yeah! And he got, he's got this fucking... It's a great panel. This is a fantastic panel. It really is. Of, like, the horrifying, like, emaciated, gaunt jaw open of, of Fink's mouth. Um, and Dredd just grimacing as he stabs the rat into his throat. Um... And soon, other judges are soon on the scene. And Dre is laying face down, but like up on the edge uh, of the wall. So he's, he's like paralyzed, but he's out of the. He's like, uh, imagine like being on the beach with but, like water. But instead of water, it's humans. And yeah. it's also it's like. It's liquefied human mass. We talked about this last time. Like, imagine going face down and drowning in the human flesh. Like, uh. how fucked that. He's so lucky that. Or, or worse yet, like, laying in there and someone comes in, like, oh, the machine's off and just turns it back on. Oh, my God. Like, how fucked that is. Like, there's so many things that could go wrong in that scenario. Yeah. You're, po- you're paralyzed in a river of human flesh. He got you with the paralyzed and pies and paralyzed. And there are other judge now coming, judges coming in. Someone saying, uh, other judges are soon on the scene. Yep. What a mess! Get the meta squads in here! During the Look at all these dead guys! <laughs> Jesus! Oh my god! Dude, I think we may be fucked up as a society. Um, uh, we need a lot of megs and we've This guy's got no skin! Oh, Jesus. During the fight, the feeder conveyors had continued to function. Oh and my god, that's right, I remember this panel. There's a fucking judge looking at just a pile. Of, of human of corpses. shaved naked dead bodies. It is. It is. There are women. It's faces. like an orgy, and it's it's one of those things of like, there's no nudity, not even a butt shown. Oh, there's like a little butt right there. Like a little bit, but like there's no nudity shown, despite there being a literal pile of human flesh. Right. And it's terrifying. This is a children's comic, PK. All, I keep saying for that. Awesome children. Yeah, for fucking hardcore kids. And this other judge is saying. Better get some recycle boys on the job and quick. The bodies are piling up. <laughs> Gee, guys, what a society. Man, we live in a society. I fucking, dude, can you imagine like a pipe burst in the street and it's just like grandma comes out on <laughs> the fucking Fifth Avenue? Grandma! Oh, jeez. Maybe we should rethink this whole recycling bodies thing. Uh, anyways, next day, Dredd is well on the way to recovery. We can see Dredd. And kind of, he's kind of gaunt, emaciated a little he bit. He is. You can see his ribs. He's not super stocky. Thought, yeah. But he's laying in a bed that's propped up. He's got his helmet on, of course. And Hershey is talking to him, standing over top of him. And she says, Oh, I'm Hershey. Oh, I'll read for a few. I'll do it. All the med techs say Fink is still alive. 
Guess it takes a creep like him to survive a curse of the Earth's rat bite. Let's see how he survives life in an isolation cube. From what I've seen of him, he'll probably like it. Footnote. And we cut back, back into Recyc. There are bodies going by in the conveyor belt as Ratty has a little rat nest next to, like, the little... Where do you get the straw to make this nest? We don't know. It might be hair. Yeah, human hair. That Move might be the it. same place. The same exact place. Uh, footnote. Go for the footnote, PK. Uh, Ratty was never captured. Now he lives in Recyc, where he has a comfortable nest and an abundant supply of food. Though naturally, he misses his old friend Fink... And he, in other respects, is doing very nicely. Thank you. The, the end. end. So, PK, <clears throat> let's fucking talk about this shit, because this is one of my favorite progs we've ever read. Yeah. This, this is, is this is visually one of my my visually might be my favorite prog. It's fucking insane. And that's insane. including like the the volcano castle. Oh, this includes like the exodus to, from to Mutyland. There are so many other things I love, but this is like one Visually, of my favorite. Visually, this would be a products. level in Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, absolutely! This would not be out. This would not be out of place in any Cyberpunk setting, and that's what we're going to talk about. That visually, this is a level in Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. Oh, and and every single fucking uh, uh, Warhammer 40k planet, effectively. Every I'm high sure. planet has this. Would I not be surprised. Uh, settings and places: We have Recyc Mega City One Body Recycling Plant. Characters. We have Judge Fodder gets introduced. Now, and subsequently killed immediately. But Fodder must be a common name. And he may, Fodder? he may have been related to Assistant Grand Judge Fodder That's... introduced at the very beginning of Case Files 2 in Prog number 61, The Forbidden Fruit, where Red turned into a plague man and pulls Judge Fodder into a quarantine bubble and beats him to death. That's right. It's a running joke now that there, the, there's a guy named Fodder who gets introduced and dies. Because Cannon Fodder. Yeah, he's literally Fodder. I wonder how many fodders there are going to be over the years. We're at two now. Yeah, is, it, is it like a Gears of War thing? With well, I think we make that fucking reference. I last think we did last time. It's Carmine, to... right? Yeah. I almost said Carmine Falcone, but it's not <laughs> that's fucking Batman. Falcone. That's Batman. Uh, items, technology of note: We have synthavelv, synthetic velvet. velvet, synthetic velvet. Velvet is what is? It's not an animal. It's, I don't know. I thought velvet's like I think it's like a plant. I think it's the fiber. Joke. I think it's a joke that, like, it might be synthetic already, and now to have synthetic velvet is to make it synthetic, even more. Synthetic, synthetic, okay. <laughs> yeah, what is, I don't know what velvet is. I'll have to look it up sometime. I, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll look It'll it up. It'll be a Jeopardy question someday. Oh, you know what? I, can, I, I mean, I literally have Google open. What is velvet? I think it's a plant fiber, but I'm not sure. What is velvet made from? All right, Google. The French shaggy velvet is made from pile weave of silk, cotton, or synthetic fibers. So it's already okay. synthetic, right? Okay, what's, what's, what could silk. be silk? I mean, which is from worms, cotton. You know what? So I, it could be, it could be other things, but okay. I think the joke is it's already synthetic. Now it's synthetic, synthetic, synthetic. Yeah. Um, items, technology of note. I also have quick killing pison. Quick have, killing pison. I didn't have that one written down. He has a variety of poisons, which is good for his archetype. He has heavy duty, which kills powerful things. He got the. He's got paralyzing, which we don't want to kill. Yep. And he's got uh, general purpose general, po- general purpose, which is you know the catch-all and quick killing and quick killing, which is we want to get him really fast. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's every rogue should have, right? It's like it's like yeah, it's like playing World of Warcraft. You have your rogue with your poisons. Oh, literally that. Um, God, I don't even know if they use poisons nowadays. Um, they do, but they're like a weird. Well, last time I played, which was like in 2016. Wow. Um, Six years ago. Wow. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had to win after that because I played Shadowlands. Okay. 
Um, maybe 2018. Anyway, that's not important. Anyway. <laughs> um, is it more like a buff thing? It's like a like... buff. You don't have to have the item anymore. or It's just like an I ability you click. Yep. Yeah. They, they make things less interesting. Yeah. Time. Definitely. Yep. I remember when Warlocks had to use soul gems. I remember, I remember when Warlocks had to use fire stones. Oh my god. The soul, the soul gems, the fire stones. That was a lot, a lot of stuff. We're old, Andy. That was fun. I miss those days. Those were such good times. I remember when Torrens didn't have a mount. You're f I fucking forgot that Torrens didn't have mounts. They had planes running. Yeah. I found that way more interesting. It was fun. But also, they couldn't get access to mounts, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, terrible slang. Made up words. Judge room one-liners. I, I think I love Dred's line. Fix, fix, red. Eat slug, rat! <laughs> just fucking... Immediate. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, taking joy in it. Eat sludge, rat. But my my favorite line is the, we we use everything but, but the, the soul. soul. Which harkens back to a thing I had, a saying I had heard one time. Yep. And uh, nothing escapes but the breath. What What is that from again? I heard it was an old Native American saying. Mm -hmm. But it could be bastardized. But they reuse every, every part of the buffalo, right? Yeah, every part of the buffalo. Because it's the hard to kill a buffalo. It's hard to kill a mammoth. I remember buffalo being like they just circle up and you could shoot them, but I guess Native Americans would have a more a more challenging time with it then in that case because there wasn't necessarily guns at, right before the, the before West. the Western yeah. colonizers yes so before we came before over. we ruined everything so um, world building though we got some shit to get into hell yeah so according to our narration 11 million people die every year within Mega City One a city of 500 million. 800 million. 800 million. That's a hard number to keep track of, I know. But since we know that Mega City 1 has a population total of at least 800 million, this gives us some very interesting stats that we can use to compare our current country to the fictional dystopia that we are about to read at, that we're reading about. So, our current fictional our current dystopia, our current dystopia versus the fictional, fictional dystopia. dystopia, which, you know, benefits downsides. So, United States current population is 329 and a half million. Whereas Mega City One is 800 million. Yes. So we're a little under half. Uh, deaths per year. What would you guess? How many How many people die in this country every year? A billion. A a billion. A out of out of 300. You say a billion or a million? I said a million. A million. Uh, it's a, almost three times that. In 2021, which might be a little bit off because of the uh, pandemic, yeah. it was 2.8 million people died in the U.S. Versus 11 million in Mega City One. So even if you multiply it out, so it's they double, have over, a, top, double the population, ten times the death rate. <laughs> so that makes sense for a dystopia. We talk about it also the fact that everyone's an idiot and everyone's dying all the time. Everyone's boing. Yeah, everyone's boing. Boing. Well, that's Palaste boing. That if, sounds fun. If there's no, if there's no evolutionary pressure and just people are multiplying and breeding like Mormons. Then yeah, there's going to be a lot of fucking stupid people killing themselves, incredibly idiot yeah. idiotically. And plus, you know, the more you pack people together, the higher the death rate. That's that's, that's humanity. True. That is very true. So what this information tells me is that Mega C One has a very high death rate in contrast to our current society, even if our death rate in America has skyrocketed in the last ten years. Um, yeah, You're welcome. We got to get those numbers up, by the way. Working um, numbers. So let's. Let's talk about Recyc, PK. All right. Um, not only is this mentioned in the 2012 Dread movie, because yes. he says six bodies for, for Recyc, Recyc, right? Literally by name. 
Yeah. Um, but we learned that the main recycle plant has several other smaller terminals spread throughout the city that all funnel yeah. their corpses. They had the main coffin where to this larger is, plant, which is everything. Yeah, everything yeah. is recycled. So it'd be like you have it's like those tubes in Futurama, but with dead people. That okay, meaning that there are essentially sewer funnels tubes funneling dead bodies around the city. Holy crap! And that's awesome. Also. The bodies are straight up recycled. Over a thousand per hour are dissected and broken down into 107 useful constituents. It does not specify what the parts are used for. No. But man, it can't be good. Like, are there? Uh, we talked okay, about so whether or not the organs are removed, which means they could have organ transplants. We talked about that. They said the bones are ground down, which means they could be used for building materials or fertilizer or fertilizer or products as human fat, you know, like might be like a thing. So we talk about like, do you think there are labels on... 50% human bot, 50% recycled... Made from recycled per people on on products? Yes. That's fucked up. Would you buy products that are like, you know, if it was like... If, well, well okay, what are my options? That or a normal product? Because I'll pick a normal product every time. But what, what if it's like, that or I don't get to have... What if it's like 50% cheaper though? <laughs> Not food. <laughs> I would spend the money on more expensive food. Okay, say a quesadilla is twenty dollars, uh, but a human quesadilla is a dollar. Uh, <laughs> That's is the, the meat human. It just says. Or is it like fried in human <laughs> fat? Oh, I don't like either does of these. Do still, um, does it matter? A little bit. I feel a little less comfortable eating human meat versus fried in human fat. That's One of them is a little fun. worse. We are talking about the ethics of of cannibalism right now we on this really podcast. Are. This is a fucked up podcast. This is a fucked up comedy. It really is. I fucking and love it. it. Jumped there, but it's like we're suddenly here, right? I I really don't know. They don't they don't specify that it's used for food, but in a situation in in. In dystopic situations like this, you know that there is scarcity for resources. They mention yeah. that here. It, does that mean there's a food scarcity? Does that mean that it gets used in food? Is that those, don't those know. bug bars from uh, uh, Snowpiercer? I've never... Uh, I've, oh, man. Or Zootopia. You can go with like, the family version. Zootopia, That's right. right? Zootopia. Um, in Snowpiercer, they, they're given these rations at the back of the train. That is these, these, these hard... Kind of well, not hard, but kind of like jello like. Yeah. And they're you know you eat them, and like they go to the next card up. They see this, this conveyor belt full of Bugs. giant locusts. Oh. And like he looks at it, and like he sees a, a bar come out at the end of it. That's fucked up. And he goes, "I'm eating. We've been eating lo." Which I would prefer that to human. I probably would as well, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I'm. I've seen. I've seen. Uh. uh Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, grubs with grub the grub farmer. farming. Yep. Dave Bautista farming the grubs. Fucking Bautista is awesome in that movie. I gotta he watch really that. is. I gotta watch that movie, but I've seen this all the clips with him in it, and it's very, very good. Um, I also gotta mention, thanks to Think Angel, we know that the process of recycling a human is as follows. A machine removes your teeth and eyes, slicers then open the body to allow access inside, suction hoses descend to remove all internal organs, and then the flesh is dissolved into a chemical sludge and crushers grind down the bones into a fine powder. And what is worse somehow about the machine is that we see it just about to start working on Judge Hershey. Yeah. And with 
little forceps like clinging to her teeth and suction cups about to fasten over her eyes. With which, little blades on the end. Which tells me that everything Fink said about the process is fucking true. Yeah. And that is... This just Dude, really imagine doing slow-mo and then getting put through that. Oh, God. Slow-mo from... Judge, from from the Dread, Dread 2012? Oh, being dissected in... 13? In, I think it's 12. Dissected in fucking slow motion. Oh, my God. It just... Body horror. Body horror the movie. Um, I had very distinct fears about Judge Dredd's situation after being paralyzed in a river full of decomposing body juice. Like I said, suffocating face down in liquid flesh of a de of the dead. Yeah. Somebody coming along and, and just turning the machine back on. Like, oh, you know, things are piling up. Better get it back on. Yeah. Oh! Fucking A, dude. Ah, um, this is just great. Like, thank God they thought, like, they found Dredd or then just find Hershey and turn the machine back yeah. on. Like, oh my god, it's so much. Um, but we learned that Fink Angel survived being bitten by Ratty the Rat. Fink Angel has killed a judge, and they gave him life in an ISO cube. I thought that was an instant death sentence. Well, no, because Judge Whitey. Judge Whitey killed a judge in the and, first Prague. And he was sentenced to Devil's Island. Yeah. So we know that if you can take them alive, that they will sentence you to life in an ISO cube. Even but, for killing a judge. But if, if a judge, like, defends themselves in the heat of the moment from being killed, like, yeah, they'll kill you. Yep. They'll easily do it. Um, at in least a judge, heartbeat. Judge, yeah, without a second. If you're a, if you're a kid and you just happen to join a loony cult, you know, he'll shoot the shit out of you. Yeah. Come out of the knife, you know? Um, but, yeah, it kind of makes sense that Fink Angel is resistant to being poisoned with the amount he spends around poison, right? It makes the sense. The amount is mutated, the amount is irradiated, and the amount is poisoned. He, Possibly himself testing his own poisons. He's literally handling poisonous caltrops, which we talk about is how stupid because there's no safe way to hold a caltrop. No. That's why you never poison a shuriken because there's no fucking safe way to hold a shuriken. <laughs> right. Um, I, I heard this really interesting thing about, like, uh, like talking about fighting someone with a knife and how, like, if you're ever in, like, a fist fight with a knife, you just run. Because the way to test that out, if you think that you can fight someone with a knife with your fists, is have a friend hold a marker. And try and get the marker away from them without them marking you. It's uh, impossible. They'll yeah. fucking mark you, and then that's your fucking the, hand. Yeah, you'll be you're yeah. Just, you're just dead. Um, so no joke. This is the darkest Judge Dread Prog ever published up to this point, without a doubt. Yeah, like without a doubt. Even darker like, than Nerd the Nerd the Necromancer. We are in a body factory, and this is the same comic where. I'm reminding you, this is the same comic where a couple of weeks ago Judge Dredd was fighting against elephant aliens with a nightmare gun. Yeah. That is how hard this swing is, right? That's, yeah, we're getting right to the, the, the pendulum. Yeah, the hard swing in the opposite direction. This is some seriously fucked up shit and also completely makes sense within the world of cyberpunk dystopia. And we're really getting to the point where, like, there is about as many bad things as there are good things in this world. I yeah. feel like the tipping point... We're almost at the tipping point, if this isn't it, where it's all going downhill, you know? Yeah. We're like, we've talked about, you know, there's good... Th every time we get, like, a, a cyberpunk thing, there's, like, a utopia yeah. thing. It's like, but, oh, it's, you know, everyone's on, on welfare, but there's a four-hour work week. Yeah. But that's both are, those are both good things. Yeah. But also, it's like, I don't know, there's, like, not enough housing, you know? There, but there's amazing RVs. Yeah. It's It's... I think that the pendulum is starting to Go. tip into the dystopian and it might Just like stay all there. our fans, 
That's something I said. Yeah. Said would happen. Yep. And we knew it was coming. We yeah. knew it was coming. But and I didn't think it'd be 200 progs. I thought it'd be longer than that because we have thousands of progs to go I know. For. I see the cover of the next, of Complete Case Files number five. Yep. On the cover is a Soviet judge. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I know uh, things are about to get a little darker. I'm ready for that shit. I know. I and know we're near we, the end of Pro Case Files 4. We're we're closing in on the end of this thing, man. We're in the back quarter of it, honestly. Yeah. Pretty quickly here. Um, death count for this issue. Judge Fodder dies the way God intended, with a pisoned pellet to the neck. Though, to be fair, maybe it was just paralyzing pison and not pison and pison. We he don't could know. could be alive, I mean, but, uh... Probably not. Probably not. It would make sense. Because a fink would be armed with paralyzing pison. Yeah. To make Judge Dredd suffer. Okay, so fair. So, he might have had paralyzing pison equipped. When he hit Judge Fodder. Just as easily. We don't know. We don't know. We, I, I'm assuming Judge Fodder dies just because of the His name. His name is Judge Fodder. And that puts us at two out of two Fodders right now that have been killed. Introduced and killed in the same prog uh, that they're introduced in. And though, also to be fair, we do see so many goddamn dead bodies. True, but we never see any of them die. No. We see just corpses. But this is the most... Corpses I've ever seen in a comic. Yeah. Well, no, Watchmen. Ooh, that is a very good point. I'm gonna say I, I literally was reading that part of Watchmen recently because no, like we Sean were talking and I, about it last week, and and, I, and Sean because we were and talking I, about we were debating up the one line. Yeah, I went back and read that one line. Um, we're for who was okay, right? Context, context, right? So my buddy, uh, your brother, my buddy Sean and I got into it about Watchmen, and Sean said that Ozymandias lies to Rorschach. Spoiler, spoiler alert for Watchmen. If you haven't, if you're somehow listening to this podcast and haven't read Watchmen, fucking skip this part. But I'm going to spoil something for Watchmen. Um, Ozymandias says to Rorschach and Night Owl at the very end of the Watchmen comic, he tells them that like his devotees, his people who helped him accomplish all this, uh, they died getting drunk and opening the, up the, the bubble. The door in the Arctic, yeah. which is where his base is. And what I read that as, I, I went back and checked it, and it almost... The line before it, he's talking about, um, he's talking about how the world will view this, everything that he's done, right? Right. And how he's covered up his tracks, there's no one left to know, especially, and he refers to these guys, I think what he's saying is the, the, the newspaper headline. It should also almost be in quotes, like, this is the story that you will hear, is that my, my devotees... Yeah. accidentally killed themselves okay so that's how i read it okay but it could be read that he's lying that he's lying i just i see him more as it as it, it really should be in quotations as though he's saying this yeah. is what the news will say this is what this is what the news will say that my guys just you know got drunk and opened the, the the protective doors it's a shame it'll, it'll it won't even appear in a headline it will be like a, a yeah page five story exactly so because that's, that's so fucking cool because he's literally crossed every t and dotted every i in his master stroke plan to fucking the save humanity smartest man i fuck man smartest man in the cinder Anyway, is there anything else you want to talk about for the body factory, PK? No, I'm pretty much over it. This is... That could be one of the two Judge Dredd video games. That should be a level of Judge Dredd video game. This Recycle? The Smokatorium smoke is. Are you fucking kidding me? No, there's the Judge Dredd versus the Dark Judges. Game. We gotta play this you fight. You fight... In, it's a PC game. Yeah. Judge Dredd versus the Dark Judges. I've seen... I've never played it. Only seen some... I don't know Steam. Only seen some, like playthroughs of it. Okay. One of them is you have to fight Judge Flame, which is one of the four dark, dark judges, yep. in the Smokotarium. 
of I guess you, that fits. You have to like I remember because they're like safe rooms where the air is clean. But if you run through the hallways, you're losing health. Oh, that's an interesting mechanic. I yeah. like that. That's cool. And Judge, if Judge Fire is chasing you the entire time. Is it kind of like a 2D beat-em-up kind of thing, like Ninja Turtles? First-person shooter. Shit. All right. I would. Is it Doom? Is it a Doom clone kind of thing, or a? a I. Uh, maybe. Or a Quake clone. I don't know. I think it's famous for having not that many enemies. You're mostly fighting the dark. There's like mostly just boss fights. Oh. The dark judges. I think. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> so. That's something maybe we look at some other <coughs> yeah. future episode, you know? Um, so, if you're ready, we're going to move on. Yep. But that means moving backwards. Yes. Do you, wanna, do you need to use the restroom or anything like that? No, I'm good. Okay. So, we're going to move backwards to one, Prog 195, titled, Knock on the Door. <laughs> this is... We're done with our Fink, our fink arc. Yeah. The four-part Fink arc. He's in an ISO cube for life. Before you... Uh, well, you know probably getting out considering we have a poster on our wall also right we here. have ratty yeah it's, it's i think it's very heavily implied that ratty will break him out really i just think i just get that i just get that vibe yeah i just get that thing that ratty gets a nice happy ending even though if he doesn't deserve one or not he's a rat um he's not before you turn that page real quick this prog came out just uh january 17th so again we're hopping back a week because it was right. Prog 195 1981 script by tv grover at uh, john wagner alan grant Artist is Emberton, a.k.a. our buddy Ian Gibson. Ian Gibson. Yes, and letters by Tom Frame. PK, this is where we're picking up to where we don't know. You don't know what's coming No, next. yeah. Knock, I have no idea what's about to happen. Knock on the door. Let's okay. see what ha we get, okay? So we t open the page, and PK, we have a little hand knocking on a door. Go for the narration, if you would. A knock on the door in the middle of the night. Knock, knock, knock. A gloved hand knocks on the door. Okay, so keep going. It was a sound every mega city, every mega city citizen dreaded to hear. <laughs> in the middle of the night? I mean, I wouldn't like to hear a knock on the door in the middle of the night. That's true. That, that, would, that would, you know, I get anxiety. And the guy is sitting up in bed as he hears the knocking across the room. A bell was normal. Expected. A knock was different. Keep going. He, he's looking out at a peephole. Yeah. Oh, wow. You heard a knock right down into the pit of your soul. And... We see a fisheye lens of Judge Dredd doing the judge pose. Hands on him, which all is distorted. Magnified and distorted beyond belief. <laughs> he's very lanky looking, especially because he's stretched out so much. Yeah. Keep going. Judges never used a bell when they could knock. It was standard operational procedure. As Dredd is there, open up, citizen. This is a 59C routine crime swoop. And Which they can just do, because it's a police state. We've seen cream, crime blitzes before, haven't yeah. we? Yes, we've seen those That's how that's the, the fastest man alive. Oh, they did do crime blitzes in that, didn't they? Yeah. They did a crime blitz on like his place or something like that? I forget. They, I don't remember. I have I cite a specific example in this comic coming up, uh, okay. so come back to that. Next panel, though, what's this guy doing in response Jumping to this? Jumping out the window. He's going out the window. mega building. Uh, well, we don't know if he's in the mega building. I'm assuming. I, we're making an assumption. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe there's a street level up, you know, up high. True, he could be like two stories up. But Dredd has got his helmeted ear to the, uh... <laughs> he does! To the fucking door. I don't know what good that's gonna be. Suspicious silence. Break it, Turpin! Uh, so we have a Judge I Turpin. See, I want to Judge Turpin just break dance. <laughs> Pulling a cardboard break box. Dance. Um, they enter the room. That's not what I meant, and you know it. We have a Dan, those are some good moves. <laughs> You, you hang it loose, Judge Turpin. <laughs> they go in, we, inside the room. We see like the boots of the judges, and there's the open window with the the curtains blowing, right? Yeah. And uh, what the other judge, not Dread, has his lawgiver out, and he says, "There it goes." 
Judge Turpin, I assume. Yeah. And Dredd is grabbing his wrist as though to stop him from firing. Don't shoot! We got nothing on him yet. Well, and yeah, resisting, besides resisting arrest. He's running away. Which shows Judge Dredd is a better cop than, than most cops. I love the fact that, like, in our society, <laughs> in our society, people get arrested for resisting arrest as the only charge. And Judge Dredd, the world's hardest of hard asses, is like, don't shoot! We don't have anything on him. He's running away. Not all of our cops think that in this country. No. Um. So, Dredd is, of course, he's somehow got... A walkie-talkie wired like radio belt? coming out of his belt we've never seen but, before. No, we have that's something from that, his bike though. You're it's right, always been point. from his bike. I'm saying it's what we have in the real life. They have they have yeah, but but we've never seen Judge Dredd never before in his fucking outfit. So the sci-fi technology is getting upgraded. I don't know if it's downgraded because it's usually in his helmet. Oh, that's a good point. Right, it's usually it's always in his helmet. I feel right. I saw him do this. I thought it was gonna be like a loudspeaker. Yeah, it's no, it's just he's going to control and he says. Dread to control. I'm pursuing possible perp in region Barbara Streisand walkways. Turpin assisting. No help required. We can handle. Then why the fuck did you call us, asshole? It's, you know, just a little uh, quick update. So Barbara Streisand, by the way. Put a pin in it. We're gonna learn a little bit about her. Again with the celebrities. Always everything's named for celebrities, right? We're gonna learn we're gonna put a pin in it. We cut, we cut outside, and there's this guy, this bald, elderly gentleman. Can't really tell. Yeah. He, he looks like he's wearing... He looks like Morlock from... 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 Uh, Watchmen. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll give you that. He's he got kind of slightly pointed ears and bald. Yeah, I'll give you that. He looks like he's wearing a fucking smock. He doesn't look like he's wearing much future. It looks like a clothing. hospital gown, oh, yeah. No, he's in, like, a nightgown, because he was oh, sleeping, right? because he was sleeping. Because in, in the future, men sleep in nightgowns. I don't... I, Shit, I wish we could do it now. Uh, <laughs> I want to look like, a, like a cap. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to have the cap. Otherwise, how people are know you're sleeping. Here's my sleeping hat. That's such a weird thing to think that about. That is a weird thing it, that right? people did. Who puts on sleeping hats? Why? There was an episode of How I Met Your Mother, which revealed that Marshall sleeps in an old-timey nightgown, and Barney sleeps in a, a, a suit in suit pajamas. Oh. They're super uncomfortable. That is so weird. But this old guy is running down a, a, a uh, and he like he's running down the street and he hits like a sign. Walk, don't run. He's like running into it. Oh! Um. And Dread is hopped down in the background. Oh, I can't see that. It's hard to tell because yeah. the scan isn't very good. Um, but the the guy is like looking over his shoulder, saying, "Damn judges!" As uh, Judge Turpin is firing at the again, guy. Turpin. Yeah, he's quick on the draw, and he says, "We've we've got him running, Chuck." Try again, try again. We've got him on a running charge! Hold it, citizen! As the bullets sang, spang, as they ricochet over this guy's head, he's looking back, kind of concerned. Not nearly concerned enough, I would uh. say. He's more like, oh. Um, oh, but really? Both the guys, uh, Dredd and Turpin, are there. And uh, Turpin says to Dredd, He's not impressed. I'll head him off, Dredd. And he now is like, we get some action poses of this guy running down. We can't really tell too much. It's very shadowy what's it's happening. Like, is it like an event or is it walkway? It's a walkway because Barbara okay. Streisand walkway, right? Oh, you're right. Um, And this guy is kind of running down what looks like an M.C. Escher weird yeah. kind of hallway. It's like those the U of M tunnels that leave from building the building over the streets. Like, fair, but fair. weirder and bendier. It, it, it's, it's not Ian Gibson's best work. 
No. I would say. Or the scan is just or not that great. Or the scan is, yeah. Yeah, maybe not that great. But he's saying to himself, for some reason, this guy who's running. That's what you say. You say. I think I've lost him. Always. That's the, the cue to, like, That's the cue summon, to get ambushed. You're about to get ambushed. And sure enough, what happens? Now we have the shot between Dredd's legs. Dredd cut him off. And the guy says. Oh, my God. And Dredd has the line. You've had your fun, citizen. What do you say we take a walk back to your apartment? At the man's apartment, a full-scale crime blitz was ordered. And sure enough, we have a little asterisk, a little Tharg note. See Prog 128? We're going to come back to that. Okay. Um, and we have Dread Interpreter there. The judges are just, like, ripping, paneling off the walls. Yep, with crowbars and shit. Um, this is Dread's line. Your unemployment records are in order, citizen. I love that. We're going to come back to that. Now let me see your supermarket receipts. The past 20 years will do. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. The guy has a uh, line. Yes, sir. Justice Department robots will come to repair any damage when we leave, citizen. That's actually better than what we have now. Uh, actually, yeah. Uh, funny enough. <laughs> uh, and these judges are just taking apart the fucking place. Yeah. As another one says. Sofa's a bit lumpy. Let's have just a look. As, as they're stabs just fucking this. sawing apart the sofa. But Judd and Dredd and Turpin are standing over top of this guy. Okay, citizen, out with it. Uh, out with what, Judge? Judge? As Turpin grills him. Don't give us what. We know what. You've got fat. We've got facts. Figures. To which the guy responds. You got, you got nothing. I mean, facts and figures. About what, Judge? Why'd you run, citizen? I guess I got scared. I mean... And Turpin interrupts him. I don't buy that, citizen. You're hiding something. And he protests. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> and now we see he's just kind of like, he's, I don't know how, how old this man is. He could be anywhere from 40 to 80. <laughs> it's really hard to tell. He could be anywhere from 30 to 90. <laughs> we don't really know. He is spry. He ran. Yeah, he, but, ran. he went to the sewers. But or no, not the sewers. He's completely though. hairless. No yeah. eyebrows, no, no hair. No but eyebrows. He, he's just got these weird elfin-like ears. And he says to the judges, Are you going to answer any more questions? You can't make me. You're persecuting me. You hear I've done nothing. Kids, take note. Never. Never talk to the police. Never talk to the police. Never talk to the police, kids. He's doing the Hi, right this thing. this is Saul Goodman. Did you know you have rights? <laughs> you never talk to the police. So now we go turn the page. Uh, no good, Turpin. Lost the element of surprise. We'll get nothing out of him now. And now we have the Crime Blitz team reported. And we have a line of judges that are, like, exiting the apartment. And we have a Judge Voor. Voor. V-O-O-R. Yep. Who is talking to Judge Dredd. Not much, Dredd. A few of mine are misdemeanors. Overdue library slugs. Because <laughs> information is on these slugs now. Yep. The usual. Nothing worth smacking them with. Right, Voor. Move your men out. And uh, now Dredd turns back to this citizen. Okay, citizen. We got you on a 531. Running on a public walkway. But you've cooperated, so we're going to forget that charge. Good night. Sleep well. Have a good, come here. Come in for a kiss. He's going to forget the charge, though? That's... That's well, you it's know... It's a minor offense. Yeah. Probably not even a misdemeanor. Yeah. So, like, it might not even be ticket-worthy. Right. So, I mean... That's about it, right? <laughs> just like, good night, sleep good well. Good night, sleep well. Come in, come, come in for come the here, real come thing. Come here, come here. Uh, you, you be good now. Give him a pet. Tucks him in. Yeah, uh, yeah. tucks him in and puts his teddy bear next to him. 
You dream, you dream, you dream, you dream. But Dread is having a last word. Uh, he's heading out. Uh, but Turpin is, like, lingering in the doorway, and Turpin says a line to Dread. I've got one or two more questions to ask him. Just on the off chance. Okay, meet you later, Turpin. <laughs> Judge Dredd is weirdly, weirdly kind and clo- colloquial. Yeah. He's very just like, all right, all right, you know, all right, right Turpin, give me a hug. And now Turpin is back with the citizen in his room, and the citizen says, I thought you were finished with me. And we get like a close-up on Turpin's helmeted face, who we can't really tell that many distinguishing features about. He just got kind of a, a, a roundish jaw. Turpin is a psychopath. I just gave him that voice on a whim. I didn't know. You keep going, PK. Not quite, citizen. In fact, I haven't even started yet. And now we have the doors closed to apartment 72, and we hear from inside. Ah! And oh, well, above that. First, that first. You see a man that runs a guilty man. I intend to find out what you're guilty of. And we hear the scream coming from inside. Yeah. Ah! And you, PK, you fucking hit it yeah, right I didn't, on I the head. Yeah, I just did it as a joke. You did it as a joke, and you, I don't know how you do it every time. You pick, like, the perfect voice for some of these characters. It's so fucking good. Late, now, an hour later, downtown, Dredd is now at uh, the Hall of Justice. We have, uh, Turpin is there. So... We're back at Justice HQ. Judge Turpin is there with that citizen, and uh, uh, Turpin is saying, uh, checking the citizen in, and Dredd looks on. I've given this creep three years in an isolation cube. Broke him on the next... Broke him... Book him on the next jail wagon. Sorry about that. (laughs) It's it's fine. And Dredd now goes up to him, uh... And, and no, uh, Turpin goes up to Dredd and says to him, Creep confessed to running a numbers racket back in 1996. Not 1996. 2096. So, a couple years ago. Got it all on tape. Good work, Turpin. Beats me how you got him to open up. Judge Dredd says, smick snickering. Beats me, yeah. right? Uh, in Dredd's office, Dredd is taught on his computer, Mac, give me a full update on those surveillance cameras I Mac. put out. Mac, the computer, you remember that? Yeah. Good. Put a pin in it, we're going to come back to that technology. Also, I want to talk about, is Vore a woman? Uh, we, Vore might be a woman, it's hard to tell because the scan quality the scan isn't that yeah. So we're not sure. But female judge, if if so, we're always happy to see him. Yeah. I want more, please. Um, so more Dredd Vore. Is, Oh my god. Uh, surveillance cameras, Dredd said he put out. Shortly afterwards, uh, so Dredd, we're not seeing what Dredd saw. No. But Turpin is coming into the doorway of Dredd's office here, and he says, You wanted to see me, Dredd? Make it quick. I'm due out. Okay, this is quick. When I left the citizen's apartment an hour ago, I wasn't satisfied. So I or- ordered immediate spy in the sky surveillance, which we've seen before we as have. well. The. The fly, the flying cameras, the yeah. little flying cameras. Which I'll, I'll tell you where we fought, where we saw those first. I expected the citizen to give himself away. I found something a lot more disturbing. You Turpin, and we see the little camera outside of the window, watching as Turpin hit his Just gut punches him, gut punching the citizen. So he was roughing him up like we thought, right? Yeah. And Turpin says, "Wait a minute." I know it looks like a punch. It is a punch, Turpin. Just like the other 34 you threw. I got it all on tape, Turpin. And Dredd is just fucking like going nose to nose. Yeah. Like, like talking down his to His helmet is touching, his visor is touching his visor. And there are many ways to obtain a confession, Turpin. Torture is not one of them. Torture is illegal. Okay, so Dredd is going hard line on this other fucking judge, right? Yeah. So now, let's find out where this goes, PK. We turn the page, 
And what happens? Read the narration. Judge Magruder, head of the SJS. Hey, Judge Magruder is back again, and we see that cast iron bitch with her mm. skull earrings. Not even any beard. Nope, no beard yet. And she is saying to Judge Turpin as Dredd looks on. Judge Pismo Turpin, I formally charge you, formally charge you under Judicial Indict Indictment Act Four. I remind you that conviction carries a mandatory sentence of 20 years penal servitude on Titan. Which completely tracks with what yeah, we've seen that's before. Yeah, that's what judges go. That's that's also the exact same sentence that uh, Reno got, or Rico got as yeah. well. So soon, we see Dredd is talking to the citizen again, uh, who is all smiles now. Citizen, your confession was obtained illegally. The conviction is quashed. The tape has been destroyed. You're free to go. To which the citizen responds. Free? Oh, sweet mercy. Thank you. Thank you. Think no and Dredd's got his armor on the guy's yeah. shoulder, like, waving it away, like, uh, think nothing of it. T tell me, just between us, did you run that numbers racket? To which the guy responds, <laughs> PK. Uh, yeah, sure I did. I mean... To which then he, like, immediately, like, has oh the Oh my god! Take him away, Dredd says. <laughs> And then narration, go for the narration here, PK. As the, we see the guy behind bars. A confession obtained by torture is illegal. A confession obtained by deceit will send up in any megacity court of law. And that ends our prog. I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> We're going to talk about it. We got. I don't. Like, what a fucking, like, there's a lot of, like, gr good and bad here. <laughs> We're going to talk about it, okay? <laughs> they straight up call it deceit. Yeah, they. we're going to talk about this. Oh my god. Settings and places for Prague 195, knock on the door. Settings and places, we have a regular apartment for a citizen, which looks like a pretty slow, like, you know... It looks like uh, a nice one room. He was sleeping... In, in the, the same room. Yeah, so it's like a so nice studio. It looks more like the kind of like fifth element kind of apartment. Yeah, it does. Like, it really it looks does. Like, it looks like uh, a boarding room. Yeah. Um, we have Barbara Streisand Walkway. Uh, so apparently more than just bridges, freeways, and city blocks are named after celebrities. Uh, mega blocks have been named after... Uh, city blocks, also known as mega blocks. You're they're right. City blocks, right? You're still. right. They're they're not, not, walkway. What they're was not, the other walkway? Oh, Jesus. The, the something... There the, was... 10% uh, of people died. Oh, the fucking speed easy or speed walk easy? I forget yeah. what it is. No, 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 the... That was the... Oh, the uh, Floyd F. Masney scheme. Yep, that was a, scheme. That was a housing scheme. Housing scheme, okay. Um, I can't find my fucking brain. I've got so many things you I can, can keep in here. remember good things or remember this. I, I wrote... I, 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 I have some stuff here about Barbara Streisand because I don't know anything about her. Uh, big on Broadway, big musical talent. Uh, South Park made one of her. They had a, they had a feud. I, I, the thing I know of her, Streisand. I know of the Streisand effect, and that yeah. is the only thing I know of her. But do you mind if I read a little bit about her? I remember they talked about her on, on SNL a lot. Mike Myers did the, the skit called Coffee Talk. I've never seen With that. him and Dana Carvey. Oh, who, you know, they were They were, you know, uh, Garth and, and Wayne. Oh, of course, Wayne's world. And they had like this, it was a, it was a, it was a stereotype of a, of, a, of a New York, a New Yorker woman. Oh, Jesus. And who was obsessed with Barbara Streisand, and one time Barbara Streisand came out, came on. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit about uh, Barbara Joan uh, Barbera, 
Joan Barbara Streisand. I did not know that. Uh, born April 24th, 1942, is an American singer and actress with a career spanning over six decades. She's achieved success in multiple fields of entertainment and is among the few performers awarded an Emmy, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony. Is she the mom in that one movie with Seth Rogen? I've, I've... Okay. I have not seen her in much, dude. Um, Streisand began her career by performing in nightclubs and Broadway theaters in the early 1960s. Following her guest appearance on various television shows, she signed to Columbia Records, insisting that she retain full artistic control and accepting lower pay in exchange... An arrangement that contributed throughout her career and uh, released her debut, the Barbara Streisand album in 1963, which won the Grammy Award for Album of the Year. Throughout her recording career, Streisand has topped the U.S. Billboard 200 chart with 11 albums, a record for a woman, including People, 1964, The Way We Were, 1974, Guilty, 1980, and the Broadway album, 1985. She also achieved five number one singles on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. The Way We Were, Evergreen, You Don't Bring Me Flowers, No More Tears, Enough is Enough, and Women in Love. I have heard probably none of these songs. Same. I don't, I, I, that, I don't even know the titles. Um, I'm sorry, Barb. You're a great woman. You're a great woman. I I have missed a lot of this. Uh, but the Streisand effect is the one thing I know of. Yes. In 2003, Streisand claimed that a website illustrating coastal erosion invaded her privacy because of its 12,000 of its one of its 12,000 images happened to show her Malibu, California home. Streisand wanted the photo removed from the site. The suit was dismissed, and the p resultant publicity prompted hundreds of thousands of people to download the photo, which has been accessed only four, which had been accessed only four times prior to Streisand initiating legal action. Right. The term Streisand effect was coined to refer to an attempt to censor information, which unintentionally publicizes that information. Yes. Uh, so trying to get something removed, brought to the public eye, exactly, made it much more popular. And you can't once it's on the internet, it's on the internet, basically. Yeah. No getting it off. You kind of put that genie back in the bottle. Yeah, the genie doesn't go back. Toothpaste can't go back in the tube. So, characters, though. We have Judge Pismo or Pismo Turpin. What a p fucking name. Doesn't Turpin... Oh, that's Terrapin. What? Doesn't Turpin mean turtle? So... Terrapin means turtle. Possible reference maybe to Sweeney Todd, because there's also a Judge oh, Turpin in there who's dude. a corrupt judge, right? Yeah. Also a crooked judge. Also British. But what a fucking terrible first name. Crooked judge, Pismo. right? Pismo. Pismo. Uh, we have Judge Voor, no information given, which honestly may just save his or her life. We don't yeah. know. Um, items technology of no. We have a mention of library slugs, which is the ki same kind of that the comic pusher prog reference way That's back in the day. Right. That's how we know the oh information comes on slugs. Um, here we get two references to previous technology we've seen before. Mac, the supercomputer that judges use to process and analyze data. We've seen that a lot of times before. Yeah. Introduced ages ago, and the spy in the spy spy in the sky cameras first shown in Prague 128, which is the battle of the no, not battle of the Black Atlantic, was it? Yeah, it was because there was the spy, the the Russian That's spy. That's right, the Russian spy. That's where they were. They were Feeding following information him to their their giant uh, offshore ship. And we also saw in the Invisible Man, who wasn't actually invisible, no, but time traveling. Um. So but we're 50 years out from invisibility. Oh, that's but not true. But we can true. time travel, so really... We've also learned that's not true because there's eventually, like, the SJS judges who... Have the cloak, personal clothing. Slow told, told us about that. Terrible slang. Made up words judged by one-liners. You've had your fun, citizen. What say we take a walk back to your apartment? I like that one. Yeah. Um, and also the 34 punches. Like, it wasn't just a punch. I saw you do it 34 times. It was 34 punches! I counted every one of them. I had to count it five times. <laughs> um... 
I don't know what he was. His defense was. It, it looks like a punch, and then did it you, looks like a punch. Like, did you think there wasn't more to the video? Like, just <laughs> stop recording after one. I don't know. Let's uh, world building though. Uh, judges apparently never use a doorbell when they can knock. That sounds familiar. Almost like real world police procedure. It really does. I don't think that. Min I don't. Now that you think about it, right? You never see a police, ringing a police officer ringing a doorbell. No, uh, nowadays, you're lucky if they knock before they come storming in. Yeah. Just saying. Um, we also know that a 59C is a code for a standard crime swoop, also known as a crime you blitz. Search your, you search your, your quarters at any time. Which I also have gets as a reference back to 128, Battle of the Black Atlantic Park 1. So I yep. was right. Which is pretty authoritarian by my standard. Yeah. Um, we have seen these blitzes before, and now we get a confirmation that the Justice Department has robots specifically to repair the damage they cause in their investigating. Again, better than our real world. Yeah, they'll fucking just Search wreck and your house and fucking leave. And you mm -hmm. just have to like, oh, I guess I can't live here for a while. Guess I better get to work or... I saw a, a video of someone from like Reddit who showed like they had a friend living with them for a week or two who the, the cops apparently came after for drug possession and they destroyed his place looking for drugs. And it was his buddy was staying there. He's like, my, my house is unlivable, effectively, because they <sighs> tore everything out of it. But, you know, everything can be edited. I don't fucking know. Yeah. But Jesus Christ. You think Christ. if cops had robots now, they'd order them to repair his, his house? Not at all. No. Uh -huh. Not even a little bit. Not even the um, robots? No. No. Um, I love how Judge Dredd, upon knocking on someone's door in the middle of the night and not hearing anything considers the silence suspicious. Like, dude, what if they're not home? Yeah. What if they're a heavy sleeper? What? Yeah. I mean, what if they just came home? They're like, oh, no one, there's no way no one's home. It's nighttime. They're at home. They're at home. That's where you're going. It's night. after nine. <laughs> they're home. Um, That's where you are at nighttime. I also love the line. I should have written this one down as a line I love. I love that unemployment is so common that people have unemployment records instead of employment records. Yes, like, that was pretty good. Like, that's a good line, Your right? unemployment records are in order. Yeah. Fits the continuity, though. Like, yeah. everyone's out of jobs, right? No, more, We have more references to that than the fact that, like, 80% of the population doesn't have a job. So, unemployment records fits the continuity. I love that Dredd expects the citizen to keep the last 20 years of their oh. fucking receipts. Like, what if you threw some of them out? Jail. ISO uh, cube. Immediately jail. Like, what are the statute of limitations in Mega City 1, right? Like, the last 10 years should do. Did you fucking jaywalk 30 years ago? Too bad. ISO cube! ISO cube! Well, it's authoritarian. I don't know. We also know that overdue library slugs are only considered a misdemeanor. We know that's a thing. That's something. We know a 531 is code for running on a public walkway, which is not a serious offense. Right. Uh, since it is now 2102 in-universe... The numbers racket that a citizen was running back in 96 would have been six years ago. So he can be charged with at least six-year-old crime, which our statute of limitations in the U.S. is seven years, I think. So, you know, Fits. not that different. Right. But still, 20 years of receipts is insane. That is insane. I um, don't have a year of receipts. I don't... We used to keep seven years, but, I mean, now we don't have... We don't do it nowadays. I don't... Um, I don't... I throw, I throw receipts away when I walk out the store. Uh, I've stopped asking for them for the most part. Dredd specifies that torture is illegal in Mega City 1, even by the judges themselves. Fucking... That's good. Good. Remember, they were torturing, like... Under Cal's rule, they were like interrogating oh, yeah. kids and shit. Remember that? Yeah, it was fucked up to get them like to rat on their parents. 
that's super fucked up but good it is dystopian we're not doing that anymore um and to top it all off the new head of the sjs mcgruder is the one to hand down the sentence to turpin man this is all lining up really well within the continuity turpin gets 20 years on titan no warnings and at least they hold their own accountable. But yeah. It's, it's internal affairs who takes care of it, right? That's, yeah, SJS. It all makes sense. Um, judicial indictment number four is the sentence to Titan, apparently. So that's what we know. Um, lastly, we learned that a confession obtained under duress is, is unusable to convict someone of a crime. Right. But a confession Which, obtained by deceit is not. They use the word deceit. That is something that is actually true in our real world yes. criminal justice system and is incredibly frowned upon by the entire rest of the modern world. You know that that that, that uh, entrapment thing where yeah. the cops have to say they're a cop? That's yeah. not true at all. Not at all. Not, not at even all. a little bit. In the US, the police are legally allowed to say anything to you to get a, to get a confession on you just confessed why don't you confess yeah they are allowed to that's why you never talk to the cops never talk. never 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 in this fucking country because they are allowed to lie to you about anything and everything and they can say we're gonna arrest you we got you on everything you yeah, we, have, well. we have we have footage yeah we have literal footage of you committing if you crime. confess right now we'll give we'll give you a less of a sentence yep and that's how they fucking get you, and they'll grill you for six hours until they fucking break you down. Yeah. So it is incredibly frowned upon by the rest of the civilized world, and we just still have it for some reason. So it's fucking insane. Judge, uh, a fucking John Oliver does an entire thing on it, and it's fucking fucked. It's super fucked up. But we have no death counts. This prog is no. there anything else you want to talk about for knock on the door, PK? No, a fun little a fun little bubble issue, a it, little a little noir intrigue, uh, yeah, internal affairs bubble issue. Yep, just a little glimpse into the world, right? Another yeah. modern day thing. You ready to go on to our first segment here, PK? The Mega City One Mail Womb, where Meta is better. Meta is better. In this segment, uh, we read your wonderful comments and critiques about the punk cast, Judge Dredd, and our experience in reading it. This week we have a bit more from our good buddy Slow, our biggest fan, our biggest fan, I think, who has sent in a couple more cool, like little, like notations and things about that. Yeah. Um, and this is a couple of cool things here that we've got for us. Ready? Okay. So, the Judge Dread Annual has too much great stuff to give you separate images, so they just sent the entire whole annual to us. Oh which shit! Which is kind of fucking insane. I'll have to share it with you sometime. But let me list some important stuff that appears in this thing. Okay. One, Max Normal has a standalone story. The it's pinstripe freak. The pinstripe freak establishing his character much better, introducing his trademark tendency to speak in rhyme, which we don't have enough of in this comic. No. Um, <laughs> we don't and, have an entire issue of rhyming, Caveman. Oh my god, there's so much rhyming. And showing us where he lives and how he lives. That I hope he lives like an old-timey, just like, gangster. I fucking hope so. Which will be important in Case Files number five, apparently. That's what we're going next. The next little factoid. Uh, remember the first dread attached to the end of Case Files number one, like the, the, the oh yeah the the, one? the proto dread the 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 what's it called pilot the, yeah the pilot or the concept that was uh, drawn by a square right yeah 
This is where it actually was. Uh, this is where it was actually published for the first time. But this time it features commentary and lacks some dialogue. With commentary discussing what were the ideas for the dialogue. The version reprinted in Case Files is a more modern, finished version, and some of the dialogue is actually not the original first dread, as the original wasn't actually finished. Right. So. We actually get like a more finished version in the case files versus what was actually printed in the annual. Which was missing some dialogue like, here, he'll say something like... And it had like commentary. I, am, I might be the law. Yeah. You know, something I weird. could be the law. It wasn't quite finished, you know? Right. That's pretty interesting. Which makes sense. That's why they didn't run it. Yeah. Um, also, uh, number three, a story introducing some more supernatural elements. Namely, the post-nuclear ruins of Milwaukee. In a story featuring... That's not that supernatural. <laughs> in, in a story featuring the charming mutant Rhode Island Red. I, I have that, no, okay. no idea. I've heard of Texas Red. I've never heard from of... From Fallout New Vegas. Or... I have no clue. And then last but not least, they mention Prog 182 features one of these stories about Tharg and his robots. Oh, God, namely, the editor. Namely, the script robot, Howard Wagner, uh, starts malfunctioning oh, as Howard Wagner writes Dread. It features some fun references, including two panels from the Judge Dread story that was a result of the malfunction, which are hilarious non sequiturs. The story is in attachments in, a, in a, a through G, and I have it saved and posted for us. Okay. Which it shows Tharg talking to, like, the, the frame robot, the Gibson robot, and uh, uh, the uh, Wagner-Howard robot. And it's, you know, because... We rarely see Tharg. We, well... Well, we rarely see him because we, we did the case file. Exactly, yes. We rarely see him. But if you had a regular subscription, you'd see him you all the time. You'd see him all the time yeah. between comics. I, I fucking love that Judge Dredd is fake within the, the universe of Tharg, I it's, guess. Like, it's so meta. It'd be like if... Which is better. Uh, it'd be like if there, if the Watchers from Marvel were writing the Marvel, Marvel comics. Were writing the Marvel comics, which is even kind of weirder. I don't know. Yeah. But PK, are you ready for our newest segment of the podcast? We pitched this a couple weeks ago. Let's hear it. it I swear I'm not Futsy. It's time for our newest segment of the podcast. I, I swear, swear I'm, I'm not Futsy. Where my wonderful co-host, PK, will be presented with three different short synopses of Dread Progs, and will have to determine, using whatever mind magic he has, <laughs> which of the plot descriptions are based on real Drudge Dread Progs, and which, if any, are completely made up by me. And these pro uh, these synopses, again, some of them have been submitted by our loving fans. Oh my so, god. So, PK, or none of them are. So, oh the god. options are... None of these progs are true. I'm just... I fucking love lying to you. Okay. One of the progs is true. The other two are fakes. Two of these progs are true. One is a fake. Or all three of these progs are completely true stories about real things that happen within the Judge Dredd comic. And they're explained poorly. Uh, explained very briefly and poorly. Um, I will not be telling PK how many of these three synopses are true or false. He's going to have to figure them all out on his own. Yeah. Are you ready to play, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair warning for those listening. I have not read nearly 5% of all the Judge Dredd comics in existence. So there is technically a chance that any fakes written by yours truly could be true. And I don't Turn know. Not to be true. Like, like, you know. I could make it something you crazy could predict up. predict a newspaper could hit Fink Angel. Yeah. And it, it, I wouldn't know. But if this is the case, please let me know. So, PK... You ready for this? Yeah. 
All right, first scenario. And you can determine, uh, I'm going to read all three of these to you. Right. And then after the end, you determine which ones you think are true, which ones are false, okay? Okay. So first one, first scenario, or first plot synopsis. I swear I'm not Fuzzy, but though he appears for only a single prog in the early 2010s, the super-powered intelligent ape, Rubber Ape Bonzo, is considered by some to be inspired by Echiro Oda's main protagonist, Monkey D. Luffy, in One Piece, seeing as they both wear straw hats and have the rubber body superpower. Oh my god. That is one. Okay. Second one. I swear I'm not Fuzzy, but as a cadet in the Justice Academy, Rico Dredd, Judge Dredd's brother, truly proved his mettle when he survived being eaten and shat out of a kaiju. Okay. (laughs) And then number three, okay? I swear I'm not Fuzzy, but set within the megaverse, Judge Dredd the Musical features actors playing some of Dredd's companions and enemies from the Cursed Earth saga. Oh my god. Including Tweak, the Michelin Man, and Ronald McDonald, while the part of Dredd himself is played by a Clegg. PK, which of these three, if any, plot synopses is true or false? Oh my god. (laughs) What do you feel like? What are you feeling right now? I feel like the middle one's true and one and three are false. That's what you're going for? Why, why, what's your logic? What's your reasoning behind it? I just cannot imagine <laughs> Judge Dredd in 2010. 2010 Judge Dredd yeah. having an ape with the rubber powers. It's supposed to, it's, we're supposed to cross the line eventually. And I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't think. That's too, we, that's too. I think once we cross that line, we can't go back that far. <laughs> go back that far? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. And what makes you think the last one's not true? I... I don't want it to be true. Because <laughs> I, I have flashbacks of Rogers the Musical. Oh my god, Rogers the Musical? Yeah. What is this? I don't know the Rogers the Musical very from, well. From Hawkeye. Oh my god, yes. I wasn't thinking the Marvel reference. Oh Jesus Christ, that fucking musical. Yeah, yeah. I can get that. That's some pretty cringeworthy shit. So you're saying that Rubber Ape Bonzo, not a real character. Right. You're saying that... Uh, Rico being eaten and shat out of a kaiju is true. I can see this happening. And you're see, saying Judge Dredd the musical where Judge Dredd is played by a Clegg is not true as well. Yep, that's my answer. Well, PK, you are... Drumroll, please. You are two out of three. Right. Oh. Rubber Ape Bonzo is, in fact, made up by me. Well done. Good okay. spot. Okay. I um, knew 2010 Judge Dredd would not have Rubber Ape Bonzo. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I had to think. 19, 1989 Dredd, maybe. But, but One Piece, I don't know if I was around at that point in time. I don't uh, think. I don't know. I think I wanted to put it f- close enough to the future that, yeah. enough, you know, that it didn't, would be plausible, maybe. Yeah. Um, but Rico Good. Dredd was, in fact, shat out of a kaiju, in fact. I can see that happening. But PK, the one you got wrong... I gotta show you an image here, no, and no. this is sent to us by our good buddy Slow. If you want to describe this image for me, please. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. We see. <laughs> Take your time. Pharaoh's on the goddamn Mount Rushmore. Go for it. Go for it. We see a stage. Mm-hmm. Oh, we see the, the Landmaster. 
Uh, we see we see a proscenium stage. Yes. With what PK? Who <laughs> in the very the back the backdrop? Yep. Is Mount Rushmore? It's the Muty Mountains, right? Yes. With, the, with, the uh, guy. It's not. It's, it's not Pharaoh. No, it's the Muty. The Muty. The, the Muty Overlord. Yep. Uh, we don't know his real name, but Muties. Yeah. Uh, and we have like Kennedys up there as well. Yes, JFK. Yep. And there's the uh, the landmate writer and the killdozer on yeah. on. Set. Oh, Spike's Harvey Rotten. There's a guy playing Spike's Harvey Rotten. There's, there's a guy in a tweet costume. Yep. There's yeah. the Jolly Green Giant, the Michelin Man, and Ronald McDonald. Yep. But most prominently, <laughs> there's a Clegg in a Judge Dredd costume. There's a Clegg in a Judge Dredd costume. If you want to read his line, please. Sandra, darling, the helmet still doesn't fit. Now we've now we've talked about this, haven't we? This if the helmet does not write, the audience will simply not believe that I am actually Judge Dredd, says the fucking Clegg. So this is oh my on the, the evidence I had to provide that thankfully Slow provided that this is in fact a that real happened. thing. Those were both provided by our good buddy Slow, our first person to contribute to the to the contest. I swear I'm not beauty. And that was I swear I'm not beauty. Thank you so much for playing, PK. And let me tell you, buddy, we got more in store. We got more coming down the pipe. Thank you so much for playing. And a special thank you to Slow for providing both of our true plots. There's a Cursed Earth musical. Yes. Who was the guy in the far right? I didn't... Uh, the little trash can thing? Yeah. I, I think that may have been, like, uh, maybe a shitty little Walter. I don't know. Oh, my God. I, it could have been. I forget. I It's a giant-headed person. I have no clue what that it is. It could have been another mascot. It could have been another mascot. Yeah, know. from the mascot episode. It probably was. Um, also, listeners, if you want to send us any... Uh, no Judge Knuckles. Four out of ten. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, of course. I am going to downvote this musical. Also, if you want to send us any funny, true synopses of Dread Comics for us to use on the show, or just say hi, feel free to email us at dreadfulemailaddress at gmail.com. That is D-R-E-D-D-F-U-L email address A-D-D-R-E-S-S at gmail.com. We would be happy with your permission to read your email live on the podcast. That... That panel, despite being so much newer, the designs for the old characters were so spot on. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, the Muty Overlord guy. I didn't know that uh, Spikes had red or orange hair. Me neither. I was like, it was like black hair. I always thought it was black hair. Or bleach blonde. Like yeah. A, like a punk. Yeah. Uh, you can now also listen to the Dreadful Cyberpunkcast on most podcasting apps. Check us out on your preferred listening platform or currently anywhere po- quality podcasts can be found. We're there also. And if, in the shadows. And if anyone is listening to this and you find it entertaining, feel free to leave a comment, subscribe, or, you know, fucking make some Pison, uh, name it after us. Name of official Pison. Make a musical about us. Oh, Jesus Reading Christ. the curse of the earth. That, that would be a fun one. Any press is good press. That's the point I'm saying. PK, you ready for our sizzle? Yep. What's... what's Oh boy, here we go. You ready for this one? Yeah. Next time on the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast, who is ready for some high seas adventure, buddy? Nope. Next episode, we get all the mutant cyborg pirates your stomach can handle <laughs> as we start a four part arc called Pirates of the Black Atlantic. Oh my god. You'll laugh. Mutant cyborg pirates. You'll laugh. You'll sing shanties. You'll witness the horrors of nuclear war when an atomic bomb goes off inside Mega City 1. What? Tune in next time on the Dreadful Cyberpunk Cast. My name is Andy. And I'm PK. And this has been a very dreadful recording coming to you from the, the distant, distant present. present. We get nuclear war. Another a nuclear I thought that wasn't I thought that wasn't supposed to happen for years. We get it next week, buddy. Holy shit.